Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right, let's bring on David Green. David, what's up, man? David Green is here. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? In the flesh. How has everybody been doing? We've, we've missed you guys. We've been away for a little bit. We've missed you as well, but we're back now. How was your Thanksgiving, first off? Thanksgiving was great. Excellent. I hope everybody awesome. had the same. Hope everybody. Oh, it's Benzinga time. Hope everybody. That's right. Doing these uh, wackadoodle crazy markets and getting through it okay. Why? Why do you call it wackadoodle? Oh, look at voodoo. Uh, because of the moves that we've had in the uh, in the market over the last week or so, right? I mean, if we look at the uh, the SPY, let's just go to a sure. Show. Let's see how. You know, we've, we've had 1,500-point moves up and down in a matter of 24 to 48 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Up and down. You know, it looked like the end of the world when we were, you know, spiking all the way down to these levels. And, and, and in literally from two days from yesterday's low, you know, we're up 2,000 points in the market. So that's what I mean about wackadoodle. <laughs> okay. And all honestly, right. it's, been, it's been great if you've been a nimble trader. And use your technical analysis and money management skills. What's up, Buffalo? And use your money management skills. The volatility is our friend as traders. It always is. The crazier the market is, the more opportunities that set up for us. So for us as traders, it's been great. And we've also gotten, you know, especially when we had the smackdown um, last week and a couple of days this week, some opportunities to get into some long-term trades that we were looking at for a while and waiting for some of these stocks to make big pullbacks. And they gave us some opportunities to do this. So that, that's, that's been really nice for us. One, one of the stocks gets <laughs> No, I was going to ask you for, for some examples, but you're about to go yeah, into this, it. Bless you. This was, this Thank you. Spectacular. One of the stocks that we've been looking at, which you know, a lot of people have on their radar, is UPST. Um, UPST has gone from $401. It went to, as everybody can see, yeah, ninety five. <laughs> went to our weekly level. At, it actually was about one hundred and sixty one bucks the first time that it got down there, and we were able to get into that swing trade at one hundred and sixty one dollars and take thirty points out of the trade in two days. So when we see a stock that goes from four hundred and one to one hundred and sixty and hits a major support level, that is telling us to get into something. We did a first swing trade. I would have stayed in this stock longer if it went lower. For, uh, for an investment, because we just thought it was a really good spot to uh, get into. But we took like 20 or 25 points out of it in two days, and we were happy. And these are the kind of opportunities that we've seen setting up in some of these stocks. You know, take a look at Myrna, right? Look at this. This was another spectacular example. And this is why that I don't want anyone to have FOMO, right? And a lot of people got caught in this stuff. I have people even in my room that are saying, Dave, I started buying Myrna. You know, it was $500. I started buying it at $400 and $300 and $250. And again, look at this, guys. Look at this beautiful setup that we have in Myrna. It got down to our 65 EMA around $215. But look how it held that support level. And the stock went up 120 points from there. So when we, especially with a down market, when we have a down market, even for a few days, these are the opportunities that set up for us. And we don't have to get into stocks with FOMO when they're $500. This stock got cut in half, guys. 
literally got cut in half. So, so David, I know you're I know you're trading day in and day out, and most of your trades are, are quick day trades off the pivot points. But I know you also got a couple stocks you like long term. What do you, what do you think about Moderna long term? Um, that's a great question. First of all, the stock should have never been trading at five hundred dollars. We know that, right? Now, when I say that, why do I say that? Because there was a ton of hype around COVID and stuff. Obviously, the stock shouldn't have been traded at $5 because it got cut in half. I think, again, guys, I'm giving you my personal opinion. I think COVID is going to be done or to the point where we don't really care about it anymore if we're not at that point already. And I'm not crazy about owning any of these stocks. Myrna, BNTX. You know, if we look what BNTX did, right, there's another in the same category. And we'll just go to the weekly chart. Same thing. The stock was $450. It went down to $200. So these, let's put it this way. None of these things are in my long-term portfolio. Okay. One of the stocks that we love that we talk about all the time, and, you know, the one that I've owned forever is Apple, right? Woo! And yeah, it makes all-time highs almost every other day in Apple. I love this stock. I've loved it for 25 years. The stock is just a buy when we get any. Even recently, if we look, guys, when we had the big dipsy doodle a few days ago in Apple, right, it gave us an opportunity Right around the 159 level, all right, down from 169, and it just got into this trend that it's been in for the entire year. This is a, a daily chart, and again, we're up $15. That all being said, I will be selling some Apple soon because I think it's getting a little stretched out on a daily, on a daily chart. And even for my long-term investments, and anybody out there who has long-term investments, it's always prudent to take some profits at times, and then you replace it when it pulls back down. But that's another stock that we like. It's always better for us traders when stocks are going down when they, than when they're going up, right? It just affords us more opportunities. Baba was another one. You know, Baba, nobody wanted to get involved in Baba because it was going out of, you know, the Chinese was going to be delisted or whatever. And this one got way overdone to the downside also. And, you know, just in the last two days, the stock has gone from, what, 108 to 126. Do I think Baba's problems are over? No. Am I going to look for short Bobber on a bigger rally? Yes. So, so David, so tell us, because it, 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 it can be hard to, it looks easy in hindsight, but it can be hard to come in here and step in front of a freight train, right? So tell us what your out is, what your stop is that on any of these long positions here. Okay. Let's go back to uh, UPST because you're right. You know, no matter what trade we get into, I'm not going to stay in a stock indefinitely. Again, unless it's for a long-term investment. But let's say we were looking at UPST this day, and it wasn't a long-term investment. It was a swing trade, right? We have a rule on our swing trades that I will average into a swing trade a maximum of three times. Now, it depends on the price of the stock. In a $160 stock, and I remember when this happened this day, we had 168 out, 161 we had down $3 at 158 and down $3 at 155. Let's say it kept going down and I got hit on all three of those levels after it broke a gigantic level, I would have a stop order after that. So even on our stocks that get what we think are in beautiful positions for us to pick up some and make some money, it doesn't mean I'm never I'm not going to have a stop. So every trade we do whether it's a day trade, a swing trade, investments are different stories, but Day trades and swing trades, I'm always going to have a stop order because I'm not going to have an unlimited loss. But yep. I will tell you this, guys, okay? When we talk about odds and we talk about technical analysis, 
when something like this happens and you get a stock cut more than in half in a short period of time, the odds of this stock bouncing from a technical level are about 95%. So that's when we're doing these trades. And I can tell you guys that this entire year, and anybody who's with me will tell you that, we have not lost money on a swing trade that we've done this entire year because we're waiting and we're waiting and waiting and we're being patient and we're being disciplined. You know, we did another one yesterday in Boyle. And I want to show you this stock on a daily chart. And again, this was just because the stock got way overdone. You know, this stock was $100 three months ago and it made, we made a low of $25 yesterday. And we just thought it got severely overdone down there. Historically, the relative strength was really low. And we started buying some stock at 26 and 25. And again, this was an overnight trade. If you see where it's trading now, this we came in with this morning. The stock went up to $28 this morning and we were able to get out of the trade. This is a stock that I'll be looking to buy back if we get a significant pullback from here. So it's all about odds. You know, every trade that we do, even if it's a day trade, Spence, I am yep. not getting into a trade unless technically the odds are in our favor. And, yep, and, and then David... Yes. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, go ahead. I was done with my. I was going to say we, we we've got a couple questions in the chat about your moving averages, um, so I, I think what to use the nine and fifteen. Yeah, I'll go over exactly what you use. Let me get a chart up there. And then I've got one more stock for you to look at that's that's in line with what you're talking about. A stock that's been beaten down. Um, that maybe we can check out the chart, and I'm curious what you think. Okay. Uh, my worst loss is on a swing trade, Donkey Kong. Yep. Uh, and again, that's okay. We'll get to it. Okay. So here's our moving averages, guys and girls. We use a 9, a 15, a 65, and a 200. Those are exponential moving averages. So when the stock is above all moving averages, those serve as support levels where we might want to get involved and buy the stock. And when the moving averages are above where a stock is trading, that's resistance where we might look to sell or short a stock. In addition to our moving averages, we have pivot points, which automatically goes into your charts, and a relative strength index. That's it. We try not to make it too complicated. And to put this as simply as I possibly can, when stocks are going down, we look for levels to buy them, support. And when stocks are going up, we look for levels to short them, resistance. And so then do the, the pivot averages that we use. Do the pivot points just come from FIB levels, or where do those pivot points come from? Basically, they are Fibonacci levels, yes. Although we have a couple of people in my room I've been blessed with recently who are really experts at Fibonacci's. And it has given us, uh, you know, if we average three or four trades, we're averaging seven or eight trades a day now using Fibonacci's, which is a good lesson, guys, because, you know, I'm doing this for 35 years and I never used a Fibonacci in my life. But, you know, you got to change with the times. And we had a couple of trades in DWAC today where the stock pulled back a bunch and then gave us a nice trade based on Fibonacci's. So even after trading for 20 years, you're still learning new strategies and implementing those strategies in your trading. I think that's a good lesson for people out there that may think, oh, I've got a system that works for me and they get closed-minded and they don't uh, you know, try to learn new things. You gotta be fluid, you gotta be, uh, who, who was it? Was it Bob Dylan said you better, you better think or you'll sink? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How about John? I don't know what you're talking about John right now. John Lennon had a good one. Um, what was it? Um, I'll, um, I'll find the exact lyric I'm talking Fields. about. In Strawberry Fields, he had a good one. Going through life with your mind closed, something like that. There was a good one in Strawberry Fields. Hey, Strawberry Fields, that's the song where they repeat my name over and over again. Spencer? No, Israel. 
Israel. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, you you have to adapt, guys. I mean, that's just the way it is. And you can't have an ego in trade. You know, if someone comes up with something that works and is there it is. Living is easy with eyes closed. There we go. That is the line from John Lennon. Right. Okay, I got the Bob Dylan one I was thinking too. You better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone because the times they are changing. There you go. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, so if the markets are changing and you're not you're not changing your your trading strategy, you're gonna sink like a stone. You're gonna get stuck behind while everyone else is adapting. How do we know when the markets are changing, Aaron? Uh, <laughs> we talk to guys like David that have been doing it for twenty years. That's true. That's true. Since COVID hit, the markets have changed, right? I mean, that's, that's true. the bottom line. We've been in seventeen months or whatever it is now of of volatility and, and craziness happening. You know, the one important lesson I always tell everybody. Yeah, we don't like Vixie yet, guys. I like Vixie at the 21, 22 level. Um, VXX was another swing trade we did when it was down at this level before, guys. We made seven points on VXX when we had this little dipsy doodle down because uh, we were long the stock down in here. I think it was last week, like seven or eight days ago. And we took seven points out of that because we just thought the market was due for a little correction. So, um, yeah, but we're not ready to do that yet. You guys had a stock... I'll tell you one thing, okay? Um, and my room, I think we have like 120 people in the room right now. You have to be using technical analysis in this market. I saw somebody trading on TikTok the other day, or TikTok, whatever the hell it is. What's it called? Close enough. Yeah, Wait, you're on, you're on TikTok, David? <laughs> I go on every once in a while. And I'll tell oh, you what? why I do. I'll tell you why I do, okay? Yeah. I see so much crap on there where guys are posting how much money they make. They're never showing the trade that they do. They never show a losing trade. And people are paying these guys money to go follow them. And, and it just Wait. it just rubs me the wrong way. I can't stand it. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, David. Yes. Didn't, you, didn't you just say, I'm not trying to defend schmucks on TikTok, but five minutes ago you just said you hadn't had a losing trade all year losing swing trade oh i did not say that he said he hasn't had a losing swing okay. trade okay okay all right difference in that okay yeah. that I was mean, a there's, test there's, <laughs> there's 80 people in the room right now who, who will attest to that and again we don't do them very often but when they set up we're usually pretty good at them any and, and, and first of all spencer i can prove that so there you okay go. Oh, okay <laughs> hey hey all right so so david speak difference. speaking but, of tech Oh, go ahead. No, I was, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of TikTok, the, the stock I was going to bring up that has gotten beaten down that I wanted to look at is Snapchat. Okay. I feel like Aaron must have a rooting interest in this stock. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not alone, you know? Yeah, look, this stock just started to show some life again. This is beautiful, right? So, yeah, See? absolutely decimated. So, so what's the technical signal here that said that this stock might have the all clear to go up? And to me is we had a little resistance right around the $49 level, okay? So this just for the first time got above this, we'll call it 49 and it's starting to peak its head above our first little daily level, right? On a daily chart now, we probably have room to 55 or 59. Let me go weekly just to get a little, it's going to look worse on a weekly, right? Yeah, without a doubt. It looks worse on a weekly chart. I'll tell you what, there's no way in. I'm not buying this stock for a, for a long-term trade. It's in the middle of nowhere. I technically, as a trader, if I was watching it very closely, probably would have grabbed a little when it you know, started to change the trend a little bit. Uh, you know, my feeling is 
that I still think we're going to have a, a nice dipsy doodle in this market. Or something. So. There's some questions in the chat, David. Someone asked if you can look at Tesla. Uh, who was it? Yeah. Who, who asked about Tesla? It was Khalid. Khalid wants to know about Tesla. Yeah, Tesla's a stock company that also makes cars. It's true. Yeah, exactly. And, and Tesla's a cult. I mean, that's, that's what it is. You know, anyone who's tried to short Tesla be, be, based on valuation for the last three years is not trading anymore, right? By the time they had to cover their stocks. So look, again, look, this was way overbought for a little bit, Tesla, based on a relative strength level, right? When I get an RSI that gets into the 90s, you know, which this was, it's telling us that would do for a little correction. But again, just go to our daily chart, right? And our daily chart, we had a nice support level around 960. Look at that. So if you're a big Tesla fan, and this is why people should learn technical analysis, right? Rather than get into the stock at 1,243, why not get into the stock when it goes down 400 points and hits a technical support level that at least is telling us to maybe buy a little? So, you know, as long as we hold the 960 level in Tesla, and let's go to the weekly. Look at the weeklies even better, guys. Look, for everybody who's watching, I am not going in and putting in these lines after I put up a stock. But look what this did when it hit the weekly trend line on the 15 EMA. I mean, I think it might have hit it to almost a penny. It was like $955. So again, here's your technical analysis, guys, that we could have got in this trade at $950 and you're already up, what, 100 points on the trade. So again, it's all, everything I do is just based on technical analysis, whether it's short-term, long-term, or day trade. And that was a beautiful spot based on technical analysis. Now, are there other people out there that are using the same technical analysis that I do? Frankly, I don't know. And more importantly, I don't care. What I do know is when these things hit levels for us to get involved in these trades, you can see what the stocks do. And, and the best thing about it is not every trade we're going to do works. We have losing trades. We have losing day trades. But the most important thing when you're in stocks like this in any trade that you're doing is have a stop order if the levels that you're looking at don't work. But again, Spence and Aaron, this is about odds. And when a stock goes down this much and hits a support level, there's very good odds that the stock is going to turn around and go back up from there. And, and, and you see it time after time after time just based on technical analysis. Nothing is perfect, right? But the, the reason I was talking about Tic Tac, okay, is because mm -hmm. there was a guy on there mm -hmm. that was trading, and I heard him say, and it, this is what really got me, uh, I think the stock is going to go down from here, so I'm shorting. Well, anybody who knows a, a lot more about trading knows that I try not to think ever. Thinking gets you in trouble. I don't want to think. And I certainly don't want to hope. I'm going to do something when our charts tell us to do it, right? But if you think something's going to happen, what are you basing that on? I, I, I've learned to do the opposite of whatever I think. So, <laughs> And if well, you haven't one, learned that by now, then can't help you. One, one thing that I've learned is that, you know, the market can go against you much longer than you can stay solvent because you think something's going to happen, right? That, that's just the way it is. So, you know, again... Everything that you do, you got to have a rhyme or a reason to it. That's the bottom line. Uh, Jamie asked how to do the fibs. Jamie, I don't know what platform you're on, but uh, it should not be too difficult to add the Fibonacci indicator. You just go to your indicators. You can right-click, I'm sure. Um, Fibonacci is like a is a very common indicator to add to your charts. Um, 
Yeah, here's the gig with Fibonacci though, because different people can measure them in different ways. So do a little True. research as to the proper way to measure them, because I, you can have three different people doing Fibonacci's and giving you three different levels where you should buy and sell stocks. So make sure you do it properly. But yeah, it's just that, look, I use ThinkOfSim for charting, right? If I want to, yeah. guys, okay, um, you know, there are any one of 500 indicators that I can put into my charts, right? Yeah. We, I try to use the keep it simple method and, and, it, and it works for what we do. You know, sometimes people have so many lines and things on their charts that you can't even see where the stock is trading. And a lot of these are similar too. you know, Bollinger Bands. A lot of people use, um, uh, you know, a lot of them to me, the most important thing to me when I'm day trading is number one, my moving averages and number two, my relative strength index. You know, when a relative strength index gets stretched out to the upside, it's telling me it's a possible short. And when it gets stretched out to the downside, it's telling me a possible, a possible buy. So those are the most important things to me. I don't want a million lines and stuff on my chart because it just confuses me. Uh, oh, look at this, guys. We're in a little stock called Dare that I've probably been in for a year. They halted it today. And there's news pending. Maybe that could be one of the ones that opens up for us at $50 today. Like all these other crack, wackadoodle ones. Um, BCTX, we have a little position in uh, doing a big present. And again, guys, when I'm telling you guys what we're doing for swing trades, I'm not making recommendations, but I'm explaining to you why. BCTX is doing some, uh, having some presentations this week. So we have a little bit of that stock. It's purely a lottery play. And the two swing trades that we did yesterday in SoFi, which again, I tell you guys, I love SoFi. We can get back down to that 1450 level again for a long-term hold. And, uh, Boy, oh, I'd like to see you get the SmackDown again so we can buy some of that back. What do I think about standard deviation? Um, not something that I use, but what I, what I will tell anybody out there, those of you guys who are listening to us and watching, use what works for you. You got to find the system that works for you. Use whatever tools that you're using. But I'll tell you this much, and one of the things I stress, and everybody in this room knows that, is number one, money management overall. And number two, trade management once you get into the trade. You know, there was another person I saw on Tic Tac that said he made money on 80% of his trades. Well, guess what, guys and girls? I can make money on 90% of my trades and still be a losing trader, right? So if I make $100 nine times in a row and on my 10th try I lose $3,000, how am I doing? I still made, I'm still making money on 90% of my trades. That's right? true. That's so, true. It's a big misnomer when somebody out there says, oh, I make money on 80% of my trades. If you're not managing the trades properly, and I'll talk for a minute about it. I know we don't have a lot of time. Um, when we get into a trade, of course, the first thing I do is put my stop order in. I'm going to know my risk first. But as importantly as that is taking the profits a little bit at a time so that when we have winning trades, it's going to more than offset our losing trades. A lot of people will get into, and especially in a stock like UPST or Murder or one of these crazy wackadoodle stocks, I'm not looking to get into a, den, a day trade to make 10 or 20 cents in these stocks when we should be making 2 or $3 so that it offsets when we have our losing trade. So money management, trade management, and technical analysis are the most important things as far as trading is concerned. How is everything else going for you guys, guy? I know you guys went through some changes over there. Is everything all yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually we've got this new setup. We 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 we've got a new setup. 
Um, it's actually a really big week for us because uh, tomorrow and Thursday we have our last virtual conference of the year, and, and also happening on Thursday. I'm going to tell the people. I'm sure it's not it's not internal only thing. I can tell people we're going to have uh, the Behringer Capital Gang coming down to Detroit for the very first time to talk to us about our future. It's a very exciting time here at Benzinga. So hopefully we have some updates for the audience and everyone starting next week. Um, And by the way, guys, if you have any tickers in the chat, drop them in for David. He'll be joining us on this uh, stream uh, at this time every single week starting now so every tuesday at eleven thirty. so if you have a uh a, you know a calendar market in there and uh drop your tickers in the chat uh for for david right now let's right, see what, what we uh, got i'll do a couple of stocks but um what i want to do for everybody because i haven't been here for a while if it's okay with yep. you guys is invite yep. everybody to come hang out with me for five days in the trading room watch us trade the markets live we do lessons every single day also um anyone who's here who wants to do that guys dgreen927 at yahoo.com. You send me an email and I will approve you to come in the room and hang out with us for five days and watch us trade the markets live and learn a whole bunch. Okay. Link so, should be in the, the link should be in the description. Correct. Ibi? Yes. Yep. Both okay. links are in the description to the room as well as to wall street global trading Academy. So if you want to learn more about how to day trade David's trading strategies, just go hit those links and go check them out. Excellent. Yeah, guys, you can start uh, hitting me up right after we finish today, and I'll let you into the trading room. Um, are we still promoting Benzinga Live? Because I do it every day in my room, guys. Um, to me, for everybody who's listening and watching me, and even the peeps in my room who haven't signed up yet, right? I could not trade without Benzinga Pro, guys. It is the best for scanners. It is the best news service that is out there. It is as important a tool as our moving averages are. So I know I'm going to assume we're still doing two two week free trials, right, guys? Spence and Aaron. That's it. We're still yep. doing two week free trials. Yeah, don't give up. Don't please, guys. It doesn't cost you anything to do that, but it is an important tool as my technical analysis or anything else that we use. So jump all over that, guys. Certainly for a, a free trial. All right, we got a couple of stocks we want to finish with, guys. Yeah, let's look at Stitch Fix here. Does that mean and then and then after this, I, we have a question about going overnight, uh, holding long overnight. Good. Yeah, and okay. I wanna, and I want to answer that. Good. All right. Um, let's look at SFI. So whenever anyone asks me about a stock, guys, the first thing I'm going to do is go to a daily chart so I get a little bit of picture. Five-minute chart isn't going to give me anything, right? So I'll go right to my daily chart. Okay. And Stitch Fist had bounced. Uh, obviously, their earnings came out and they, they were okay. But it bounced from a really oversold position. Look at our relative strength down here, guys. Our relative strength got to about 17 when it was $22. So it certainly looks a lot better. I would say longer term, if we can get above this 26.70, right? That is the pretty long-term downtrend line now. So if we can get above this 26.70 on a daily chart, look at that. It gives us a lot, lots of room on the way up. So if you're in Stitch Fit, 26.70 is a very big level for this to get above and quite frankly if it can't on the daily chart then it probably starts heading back down but that's the technical analysis for you stitch fits guys you need to get above this 2675 what else we got uh the holding trades overnight question do you do you ever go long overnight when we're in a swing trade we will either go long or short overnight so the answer to that is yes you know i wanted to get into um 
SoFi for a little longer term trade yesterday. But the stock gave us a $2 profit in, in one day, so we took it. And, and the same thing with Boyle. You know, we were long the stock at 26, and it gave us a $2 profit this morning, so we took it. So the answer is yes, I will take stocks overnight if my intention is to be in a swing trade. But as far as, you know, having 10 positions overnight, and especially in this market, guys, I mean, I think that's a dangerous proposition now. You know, for two years, when all the market did was go straight up and you came in long every day, it was a wonderful thing and everybody made a lot of money. But why I don't like to do the short-term overnight trades is, you know, because you walk in and you have a couple of days like this in the SPY and you lost six months of, of, the, of the money that you just made. So it's just not, and I like to sleep at night. So those are the three reasons I don't take trades overnight unless we are entering into a swing trade. And again, guys, this has nothing to do with, you know, your long-term investments or anything. It, this is a different strategy, right? We try to make a couple of bucks every day that add up to bigger amounts at the end of the week, the month, and the year and while managing our risk. DNA, I promise you the stock will triple. Can you put that in writing for me, Jamie? And give me a guarantee. <laughs> DNA? What is DNA? It's a nice ticker. Let's see what it is. Uh, Ginkgo Bioworks, $9 stock, was $16. No, it wasn't. It was $15 uh, no, in uh, yeah, a month ago. Correct. So okay. So me, again, guys, and look, I, I, don't, I don't know the stock from a hole in the wall. I don't know anything about it. This is FOMO, okay? This is what happens when these stocks do this. The stock goes from 7 to 16. Everybody runs in to buy the stock, and inevitably this is what happens after that. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope it goes to $100 from here. Absolutely, but, you know, to me, I don't see it. That's like, you know, I have conversations with people about AMC all the time, right? I don't even want to get into it. I'm not talking about AMC. All right, what else we got? We got a couple minutes with David left, guys. Let's just do uh, a Kathy couple. Woods, Kathy Woods' name mentioned, right? You have to understand the thing about Kathy Woods, guys. She runs billions and billions of dollars, and she can buy into stocks till the cow come, cows come home, and eventually she's going to be right. But I want to show you where we started looking at this fund, okay? Because, again, the same thing. And I look at this as any other stock. I don't care if it's ARC or, or you know, Tesla. Doesn't doesn't matter. But the stock went from $125 and made a low of $89 and had a relative strength right around 20. That was just a spot to start buying a little bit. And you can see the stock has rebounded, you know, 11% from there already. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's do one more here. Um, let's do ba 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 ba. Where's my chat? Here it is. Okay, fine. We, we, we can we can look at Wish. Mark the realtor. We can look at Wish. And I can tell you what I'll tell you about Wish is a lot of people own it, wish it was higher. But (laughs) it's not, this is, again, to me, and and look, I'm not saying you guys shouldn't have some of this stuff in your portfolio, okay? I tell all of my people who trade with me that have long-term investments, right? You should have some of what we call lottery tickets in your portfolio. And either they're going to work or they're not, not going to work. I will tell you this in Wish, you know, look, a lot more people had accounts blown up than have made money in this stock. And you can just tell by from what the stock did to $32. I'm sure there's people out there that are, you know, holding this stock and no pun intended, wishing that it goes back up there. Could it? Maybe. 
Is it going to? Probably not. So again, if you're going to have stocks like this, certainly don't buy into the FOMO and be prepared to lose all your money. Because that's what I tell people. I have one, two, three. I have three of these little stocks now that I started buying that I'm prepared to lose all the money in, hope, hoping one day you wake up and something happens. So that, that's in your I don't give a crap portfolio. And that's, that's what it. it's for. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. All right, guys, David Green joining us every uh, Tuesday at this time to run through his trades, run through his setups, um, and hang out with us. And we appreciate it. Again, the link to David's uh, live room and the link to David's trading course, Wall Street Global, uh, Global Trading Academy, are both in the description of this stream. Uh, David, uh, a pleasure. As always, great to have you back. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, great, guys. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come back. I miss you guys. I miss my uh, Benzinger family. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. All righty. We'll see you in the trading room whenever you guys want to shoot me. Anything. Boom. See you, David. You talk soon, David. Love you, too. All right. Uh, Aaron, we got a lot going on today. We have our next guest coming on in 10 minutes here, uh, Michael Levy, Lightwave Logic. Between now and then, would you like to do a crypto update? Why not? All right, let's get my crypto heat map. I have a hunch screen. of what the heat map's going to look like. Do you? It's going to look a lot like my shirt. Look a lot like Christmas, which nope. also looks like your shirt. Let's let's do a let's do a crypto update today. Where's where's my little bumper? Where's my intro? There it is. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Your hunch is correct. How'd you know that? You're so smart. Man. I don't know. We talked about it earlier, Spencer, this correlation between the crypto markets, at least with Bitcoin and Ethereum, to the overall market. So if it's a green day in the markets, my hunch is that crypto is going to be green as well. Uh, that thesis is looking pretty good today. We see Ethereum up nearly four and three tenths percent. Bitcoin up about four and a half percent. Uh, the Binance coin up as well. Everything's up except for whatever algo is. Um, I don't know. So shout out to all those all those holders out there. Unless you're an algo, then you're looking at other coins saying, hey, I should have been in that one. Um, Aaron, Aaron uh, have you been following this whole Tether thing from over the weekend where, where they minted like $1.5 trillion worth of Tether like out, out of the blue? So this Tether story, Spencer, has been going on for months and months yeah. and months yeah. where there's apparently uh, – like logistical problem with tether and yeah. that pe some people uh that are crypto bears use this problem with tether with saying like see this is all every all cryptos are worthless because of this one uh you know technicality with tether to be honest with you spencer i don't understand it um what's going on with tether but we'll, 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 well have to do an investigation well here's what i'm going to do i have on my to-do list i have homework for myself uh is to listen to a podcast that i was promised explained the tether issue and i, I don't want to promote it because i don't actually know if it's good because i haven't heard it yet but i'm going to listen to this podcast i was told it will explain whoa 
That's a weird view. <laughs> I was told uh, the podcast in question would explain the tether issue um, simply, clearly, uh, succinctly. I'm going to listen to that. If it is good, I will share it with you. And if it is not good, I won't share it with you. But I don't want to endorse it now because I haven't actually heard it yet. But that's on my to-do list. And after I listen to that, it's like an hour and a half long, I should at least be somewhat educated on what's going on there. I'm sure our chat knows more than we do about it. I bet you they do. The chat is so smart. Yeah, they, we, we've got a very good-looking and intelligent chat out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the Tether thing, we'll have to look into it. We'll give our take, Spencer and AB's take, maybe uh, not tomorrow or the next day because we're not doing a show, but maybe on Friday or maybe next week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and over the weekend, Spencer, I was actually talking to a like family friend that was in town, and yeah. he works in the financial industry. Um and we've talked about this before, but I feel like a lot of like, I don't know, 40 to 55 year old uh, guys, at least like love talking about crypto for whatever reason. Middle aged, middle aged men. Yeah. By the way, uh, re- <laughs> but he, Wait, all right, finish your thought. So I mean, he, he was telling me about a podcast he started listening to yeah. and it, it was like a podcast about web three. And I was like, wow, people are so quick to like make podcasts about do you, you mean the, it's not an episode? It's an, an entire. I think so. Honestly, okay. I didn't get clarity on it because then I Googled okay. like Web3 podcasts looking for it and couldn't really find much. So I'm just going to text them and be like, hey, what was that Web3 podcast you were talking about? Because if it's an episode of like a NPR podcast or something where they're explaining Web3, I want to listen to it because I understand the idea of Web3, but there's certainly more that I need to learn about it. Uh, okay. Someone a few things in the chat someone asked for the podcast that i was talking about i will put the link in there but again i have not heard this podcast i am not endorsing it i don't know if it's good it's just a podcast that i was told explain the tether thing the issue with tether the whole story there i'm going to put the link in the chat right now uh not an endorsement because i don't know if it's any good i haven't actually listened to it yet the second thing is am i too close to the microphone because red Red Rum is yelling at me right now. He's the only one. He or she, I suppose. Wait, all right. Yelling at me, saying I'm too close to the mic. Is this better? I'm <laughs> oh, it's a it's a true and not. Yeah, they're they're good. Spencer, that might have been my bed. I think my program like changed the settings of your microphone or something like that. Well, why'd you why did you do that? I well it wasn't me. It didn't save my presets. It's been having issues with like the plugins. So Is this better? I'd say that's a little too close, but like you want to say three inches is your safe space. Okay, this is my safe space. Just uh, disclosure, yeah. true and on it's a, it's a little bit of a kind of political podcast. Okay, so. I I'm not endorsing this podcast. But I don't. Liz Frank something she's a great follow on Twitter. I love true and on. They they did a three part series actually on Tesla and Elon Musk that was very interesting as well. Uh, it's just a very it's a very good podcast in general. It kind of started as a like rebuttal to the whole they like were breaking down the. QAnon, everything, and um, it, it's a good podcast. I like it, Spencer. Okay. Um, they're saying my mic sucks. My, it's not my mic. It's my mic settings. This but is wait, a- I got to go back to another comment in the chat. Sure. Shelly said that Web3 is like a pyramid scheme. Shelly, you said this about Lululemon yesterday, too. <laughs> How is Lululemon a pyramid scheme? Because they sell yoga pants? I, you might be thinking about something else, but I think Web3, its power relies on the users. That's like crypto. It's like everything else. It's like trying yeah. to decentralize. Decentralized life. Yeah, decentralized life. Okay. That's our new motto, decentralized life. All right. I, I hope my mic is re- issues are resolved. If they're not, then yell at Rohan. 
not me, please. I can't control my mic. I'm up here with you. I can't. I'm not at the the mixer. I'm not, you know, at the board right there. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Wait, we it's twelve twelve. We we are gonna have our guest on. Let's not lose track of the clock. We tend to do that on this show, um, so we're keeping one eye on that. Um, let's get wait, some- am I am I loud, Young Money? Dude, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Everyone's everyone's yelling at me. I don't know what to do. Um, speaking of the future and speaking of Web three and all that stuff, uh, I want to do a quick primer on who our next our, our next guest is, uh, Dr. Michael Levy, and uh, what his company is. It's a very interesting company. Um, the company is Lightwave Logic, and a recent uh, recent uplist uh, to the Nasdaq. And this is a company that is trying to solve for the issue of the fact that there is too much, as I understand it, too much data, not enough bandwidth, like literal internet bandwidth, as in like the fiber optic optic cables on the ocean floor bandwidth. Um, And that's what his company is trying to solve for. Did I? Yeah, what? No, this was a good intro to the to the interview. I had something a little off topic. No, I'm trying to set up our next guest. I know. All right, that's why I don't want to interrupt it. That, I appreciate that. So, so uh, we are not, um, you know, internet uh, system admin wizards. We're gonna let uh, Dr. Lebby explain what the issue is and what his company's trying to do about it, um, and. Uh, you know, the difficulties of that and that sort of thing. So that's coming up right now. That The company, again, is Lightwave Logic and their CEO. You know what? Let's just bring him on right now, Dr. Michael Levy. He's already here. We might as well just bring him on the show since we're talking about it. So he, let's bring Dr. Michael Levy on. Benzinga Live right now. Dr. Levy, how are we doing today? Very well, thank you. At first I thought, is that a, that's not a server. You're not like in a server room, are you? It, lo- it looked like you were for a second. No, Those no, are just books. Not quite. Encyclopedia. Those are just books. Okay. Did I do a good job, uh, Dr. Lebby, of explaining the issue? And if not, please explain it better than me. You sort of did. And uh, I probably need to just fill in a little bit more details. What we are as a company, we have a technology platform that's based on polymers. And what we do is we use those polymers to create optical devices. These are devices that send signals down the fiber optic cables that's the uh, the internet internet infrastructure that goes around the country, around the world, not only under the ocean, but under the ground too. And to send the signals faster. So the devices we created, well, we actually call them optical modulators. Now, what's a modulator? I mean, that's uh, it's a complicated word. But then if you just think for a second, to send light down a fiber optic cable, you need a laser. Laser is a little device that sends out light. Everybody knows what that is. Very sort of small beam of light. So let's just assume for a second that this this uh, that my hand here represents a laser. Now, if the laser is on, let's assume that's a one. And if the laser is off, put something in front of it, then that's a zero. And we know data is one zero one zeros. You know, it's a square wave form that goes across the internet. Now the thing is, is if if we do this. We modulate that light. And every time we put a hand in front, then there's no light. So essentially, the faster we do that, the faster we can send traffic on the internet. And the modulators that we make are like this hand, and they go really, really fast. 
So they switch light very, very quickly. And it does that at very low power. And that's really the key to our platform. So what is, what is happening right now that's not doing that? So we have modulators in the internet already. And so there are incumbent technologies. Uh, silicon is there, indium phosphide is there. There are crystalline technologies. And those technologies are a lot slower. And so when we experience things like, you know, you work from home, I use video platform, and you sometimes have to turn the camera off because you're not getting the bandwidth. We're just not getting the data rates to wherever we need to go. And so what we have is a technology platform that allows data to be sent much quicker. And so you can increase your bandwidth, and it does it at very low power, which is a really hot topic right now. So you're talking about um, electro-optic polymer, right? Uh, devices i guess what are those like what is the raw material there what are those made of out of curiosity right yeah that's a good question so i'll, I'll try and answer it in a way that we can all understand electro-optic oh, polymers please uh yeah no, think of me like a five-year-old there's <laughs> a material it's an organic material and you apply a voltage like from a battery if you like you apply electric field and you can switch lights so what, what are popular technologies where you can do that? For example, liquid crystal displays, they are basically little optical valves and you apply a little voltage and you can switch. You switch the polarization on those. And we've all had LC televisions and things. Um, so we operate in a similar manner. You apply a voltage on our polymer and you can switch it. Now, polymers we all use today, I mean, just look at uh, an interesting example, we buy OLED televisions and we have OLED displays. Uh -huh. Those are polymers, they're organic LEDs. They're very different than what we we have in our company, Lightwave Logic. But if you can imagine, we have a material that's similar to an OLED, obviously operates differently. OLED sends out lights, uh, red, green, and blue. We switch light and we switch light by applying a little electric field. So, Doc, Dr. Lebby, is this a, a field in technology where something like Moore's Law applies to? Well, I don't know if Moore's Law applies to switching speed, but certainly, I mean, what, what we, Moore's Law really applies to the density of chips in a square area. But what we're actually doing is, is we're, we're, we have a, a technology platform that we've developed that allows light to be switched really quickly. And one of the obvious um, applications is fiber optic communications and for the internet. But there's other applications too. You know, you have to think about whenever you want to have light switched really fast, you know, we have a solution. So for example, in automotive and LIDAR, when you're sending signals in free space, you know, um, out from a vehicle and hit an object and bounce it back. I mean, you're still using optics and you can uh, use our technology to encode those signals. And so it doesn't have to be inside a fiber. It's anywhere where you're sending light and you want to switch it very quickly. Got it. Um, so, so switching over to more on the investing side, um, I understand the company has cash for around $15 million on the balance sheet right now. Is there any plans uh, right now to utilize that cash? Or are you guys just kind of keeping that uh, safe right now? Oh, so, uh, you know, as, as you've already indicated in the pre-run to my uh, chat, we did an organic uplist. We didn't raise any money on the uplist, so that was on the 1st of September. 
but going from the OTC to the NASDAQ is like going to the majors. But what does that really mean? It means for somebody like myself and the company, it means that certainly we have access to the bigger markets and the financial strength. And that will allow us to scale our technology more effectively and to um, increase or speed up our time to market. And so that, from those perspectives, yes, we want to use those financial instruments to go off and do those things. So who exactly are you selling to? Is it just the, the ISPs? So that's a, that's, a, that's a very interesting question because 20 years ago, um, we had a very different scenario than we do today. If you look at the, uh, the customers that are in the fiber optic and the internet space, you know, we certainly see the telecom guys, we see the data data communications, the data center folks. Yeah. And a lot of these players are very different than they were a long time ago. They're vertically integrated. And so a lot of these players have everything from chips to packages to modules to systems, and they provide a lot of uh, social media service too. And so when you talk to the customers, each one has their own way of looking at what they need uh, in terms of to leverage their business, to enable their business to be more competitive. And so it's a, it's a very different landscape. And because they're vertically integrated, uh, it means that you get different responses from each customer. Right. So, and, and again, like, like who, who is that? Is it like we're talking telecoms, AT&Ts, et cetera, Verizon, et cetera? Yes, there's a whole range. So yeah, okay. if you if you think about this, it's not only you sell to the next value chain up. I mean, yes, we have a, a polymer material. We put it into a modulated platform, and that's an optical device. Um, but a lot of the customers have more than just you know the next level up. They have all the chain all the way yeah. up to the top. And so some of these folks are really looking how to enable their business model. What, I'm just curious like about the cost differential between your offering and what's already out there. Like, like how is it more expensive? If so, how much? Oh, I don't believe it's more I don't believe it's more expensive at all. I mean, I think the cost is, is quite competitive. But here's the interesting thing. You can look at the cost yeah. of a component and you can look at the margins of a component, and we all know those calculations. But what I, what I think you have to do is you have to look at how you enable the customer to be more competitive. And so if you have a very low power optical switch called a modulator that works on a volt or two volts, then you don't need dedicated driver chips. You don't need expensive ICs to put into your architecture. So you can drive these things directly from your DSP, your digital signal processor, or your ASIC, your, you know, your silicon IC circuits directly. So you can actually save the customer money in their architectural design. And, and that is sort of an impact that the customers do see. Got it. Got it. Awesome. I'm going through the chat right now. If you have any questions uh, for Dr. Michael Levy, drop them in. Um, here's one. I, maybe we already addressed this a little bit from Greg. Gregette, uh, is I guess, is it for hardware manufacturers or direct to telcos? Or I guess it's both is the answer. Yeah, we, we, we're a hardware play. And, uh, oh, uh, we lost you. We lost your audio. What the heck oh, happened really? there? Is it, maybe it's just us, Spencer? Is it, is it our internet? Is it our bandwidth? Is that what's happening? <laughs> maybe we need Lightwave. Producer Rohan, do we need to get Lightwave up in here? Do, do we need to get their uh, technology on, under our, into our pipes? Yep. We're That's, good. Um, we try, there we go. I, we're back. 
I, okay, I think it was great. just on our end. I think everyone else could hear you, just not Spencer or I. Sorry about, sorry about that. No problem. So, okay, the question was, uh, it, it's both, right? Direct to telcos and, and uh, just general hardware? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, so how how has this industry, just like the telecommunications industry as a whole, been uh, furthered by the COVID nineteen pandemic? Well, let's you know think about it for a second. We all, a lot of us, are working from home. We all use bandwidth like we never have before, and you know it's still frustrating when you have to turn your camera off and you realize you you don't have enough bandwidth, or you haven't paid for enough bandwidth, or you don't want to pay extra for bandwidth. I mean, so we are more sensitized to that as consumers, and I think that's that's a really big um, opportunity space for the service providers, the internet providers, and. You know, it's it's something that everybody now sees, whereas before we probably would see that in an industrial setting, but now we see it in a consumer setting. And that's an important issue. Good, some good ones here from the chat. Uh, I guess we'll start with this one. Uh, how many foundries, or do you have any deals with any foundries? Uh, and so, so, yeah. Let's start with yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a question I get from, we have a great uh, retail investor base. Um, we have a lot of investors have been with the company a long time, so I, I really appreciate their support. And they do ask me this question, and this question is: We've given guidance, and we gave guidance uh, mid mid uh, about May, the end of May this year. And the guidance we gave is is that we, in order to scale and get mass commercialization on in a in a scale that is really can get the technology ubiquitous, get it everywhere. Um, we we have a small fab in our facility in Denver, but that's only 1,500 square feet. And so in order to do that, you really got to have the technology being fabricated and made in, in big silicon foundries. We haven't provided guidance on the names of the foundries, but we have provided guidance that it's more than one. And uh, we've made it very clear, but you need this type of vehicle to get scale. And then when do you expect profitability? Or revenue. Let's start with let's start with revenue. So um, <laughs> right we haven't provided guidance on revenue as of yet, okay. but we have provided guidance in our business model. And a business model is not only just selling components. Um, a business model is actually three pronged. It's tech transfer and it's also licensing. So one of the things that if you see our presentations, we have an extremely strong patent portfolio. And that gives us what we believe is freedom of manufacturing. And that will allow us to work with these founders, uh, work out business deals for tech transfer and also licensing, depending on what the customers are really looking for. Got it. Dr. Michael Lebby is the CEO of Lightwave Logic uh, and ticker is LWLG. Dr. Lebby, thanks for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Uh, by the way, shout out to our chat. I mean, Aaron and I do, you know, research. We, you know, we have people that that send us notes and uh, and, and and comments and stats. Uh, but we don't always. That's not to say we don't. We ask the best questions all the time. The chat very often uh, is more informed and just more knowledgeable about certain things than, than we are. Uh, and so, just shout out to you guys for giving us questions because. Um, you know, the idea is a you can interact with 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 people like Dr. Levy, but, but B, because uh, I don't for all I know, we've got people watching our show who are you, you, this is what they do for a living, who just know 
infinitely more than we do. We don't know everything. So shout out to everyone in the chat for coming up with some really great questions because that's what makes the show, frankly. So uh, thanks to Dr. Lebby and thanks to all of you in our chat for that. Uh, we are going to have uh, our next guest on in a couple of minutes. You may know him. His name is Luke Jacoby. Hot um, Stocks Luke, coming hot. to you live from Detroit, Benzinga HQ, going to be joining us. Uh, always a treat now when we get to get Luke. Because the thing is, the thing is, we, we do have a standing calendar invite for Luke every Thursday, but there is no show this Thursday because of our Benzinga Small Cap Conference. Shameless plug, bzsmallcap.com. So Luke's going to come on today and talk about Whatever he's seeing, whatever he wants, really. Luke just kind of just shows up and 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 rips live. He just rips it. That that that's what he does. So uh, that, that'll be in a couple of minutes. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I'm looking at you know the market, Aaron, and I'm kind of just blown blown away. Why? Because is everything up? Yeah. So not everything is up. This is what happens when I wear my green shirt, Spencer. There are some things that are down. And you know what? Is there news in the uh, cable provider space? There must be. Because I see Comcast is down. Who is Viacom up? Uh, I, yep. I okay, yeah. Viac- but off its highs. Yeah. Not telling the full story. It's up. Viacom is up here. Let me just do this, Spencer. Let me go ahead and pull up my, my little screen here. Yeah, and there must be. Other than that, though, I mean, it's freaking green everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so Viacom is up about one point six percent right now, but at its highs at around ten thirty p or a.m. Eastern, uh, it was up more than four percent. So definitely off those highs. Let's see what else is moving the day. Interesting. My portfolio is Spencer. Look at that. So Comcast is speaking at a at a UBS conference, and they, it looks like they gave some some weaker guidance today. Um, so that that's why Comcast is down, but everything else outside outside of Comcast and outside of uh, uh, some healthcare, I mean everything is up. This is kind of crazy. Shelly's saying I should delete this shirt, but this is my green lucky shirt. Every time I wear this shirt, my portfolio's green, the markets are green, everything is is just beautiful when I wear this shirt. So I don't think I'll be able to retire it. Uh, don't retire the shirt. Yeah. Don't retire the shirt. It's got magical right. powers. It's Ray, like you think I could uh like green screen your shirt out if I wanted to. Right now, like you can try. I'll try it. All right. It's not that green though. Like it's checkered. There's white in it too, but hey, it might work. I don't actually Put wait. something cool on How me come if you're going to yes- green Yesterday screen it. I wore a green shirt and actually yesterday was a good day. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So, but it wasn't like green green. It, yeah, it was like dark green. So what's moving my portfolio today? I, I bought these Nvidia calls oh. that are up more than one hundred and sixty percent. I'm letting them ride though. Let them ride. Man. I'm letting them ride into <laughs> tomorrow. I want to see Nvidia's. Oh, did you just try Rohan? All you did was change the color. What the heck did he just do? <laughs> now the markets so, are going to crash. No, no, no. I, I didn't change the color. I just took out the green. So if I put something behind you, it'll like show up on your shirt. Now. <laughs> Here, one sec. I can throw like uh, now. I can wear the same shirt every day, and we can just change the color. We'll on never it. know. <laughs> well, it also changed the trees behind you, so there's that. It looks very like wintry outside now. Yeah, it, Aaron matches the outside. This is great. Put Are, something cool on my shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. All right, all right. Let's all just wait for Ron to work quietly. 
Yep, my account is back up finally. Uh, who pull my screen back up on there? Sorry, I took it off so we can look at your shirt. Oh, it's all good. Um, I was just gonna say this Snapchat call that I've been holding uh, that I've been holding the bag on for a while is up 140 percent today, but I'm still red on the trade. So it's always a bad sign if if the stock that you have a call on is up seven percent and it's up 140 percent on the day and you're still down on the trade. So uh, might be time to cut this position, although. I only I only have one contract. It's worth a buck fifty two right now. Um, let's let's check in on Snapchat's chart. See if I think if, if we've got any more legs. Yeah, it looks like we, look. Mm, let's expand this out a little bit. Oh, yeah. It looks like we're right here at. Okay, so it looks like we've got some room to run till our next resistance level. So I'm going to go ahead and keep this keep this right now. Um, all right, y'all. The time has come. Joining me, wait, let, let's get our special, let's get our special guest intro coming on, um, because we do have a special guest coming right now. Oh my God, NVIDIA keeps making new highs. My calls are just ripping today. NVIDIA now up more than 6%, going to hit that $320 level. Hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta do this right <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Trading Tuesday. What is going on, everybody? Yeah, that's what I'm talking Tuesday, about. Tuesday, which means we're only one day away from... Pump day! Pump day! Favorite day of the week. All right, I'm here to talk about some stocks. Are you guys doing stocks? Yeah, let's do stocks. We were doing our favorite Disney movies, but let's go ahead and transition from those movies into stocks. All right, so so let, let's start with crypto stocks as a whole. Can do, do you have some charts you can pull up, Producer AB? Yeah, let me go ahead and I can pull them up on Robinhood, pull them on Benzinga Pro, whichever uh, you prefer. Rip, rip me Pro for now. Okay. All right, so 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 let's talk about the crypto stocks. I've been a longtime trader of the crypto stocks, basically since the crypto stocks got going. And when I'm talking about the crypto stocks, I'm not talking about our miners, like our HUT eights or, or or hives or anything along those lines. I'm talking about the the space that I know better than just about anybody out there, which is the brokerage space, right? Our business here at Benzinga, the business that I've been in for the past ten years, is working with brokerages, working with individual investors, traders, etc. So I know. The brokerage space inside and out. Always love to trade what I know. So, so, so let's talk about some some of these crypto brokerages and how I'm handling these. Right? This this is our Coinbase ticker C O I N. This is our Voyager Digital V Y G V F. Right? The, these are the types of stocks that I'm talking about right now. Back to that's another one. Um, you know, uh, from from a long term perspective. I think that these stocks are are no brainer holds, right? If if you believe that crypto is going to have any sort of future, you can buy Coinbase incredibly cheaply. All right, so 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 producer AB, let let's illustrate this. Go go to the overview tab for me. Get get me a market cap here. Our market cap for Coinbase is fifty six and a half billion dollars. All right, now now go to the financials and give me a revenue. Go go to our calendar. Our earnings calendar here on Pro and give me a revenue number. So you have fifty-six billion. All right. Uh, last uh, quarter, earnings. what do we have in sales? We had this previous quarter one point three billion in revenue. All right. So 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 it's it's basically at let, let's call it a. And what was the preceding quarter? Two billion. Yep. 
All right, so so let's say that, that it's at a, a $7 billion run rate on, on a year-over-year basis, obviously crazy. Again, if, if you think that, that crypto is going to have any sort of future, right, long-term, five, ten years from now, and you can buy Coinbase at seven times its current revenue, I think that, that buying those types of stocks for a long and hold is a no-brainer. But let, let's let's talk about the trading, okay? We I, I don't want to talk about just the long-term investing. Let's talk about the trading and how I'm handling these stocks, okay? I have my, my core position, but I do believe that crypto is going to have some future in our world. And again, I think that if you believe that, you buying these stocks at seven times revenue, this year's revenues is, is a great deal. Um, but, but I have no trading positions on any of these stocks right now. Let me say it again. I have no trading positions on any of these stocks. These are Coinbase's, Hoods, Voyagers, Backs, etc. Okay, here's, here's why. Um, these stocks are going to be volatile with the, with, with the prices of cryptos. Um, we, we all know that's true. And when I like to trade these stocks, I like to trade them into their earnings report. It's a little bit weird, right? We, we typically were saying, hey, don't, don't trade stocks into earnings reports. It's a crapshoot. These stocks have been amazingly predictable into earnings reports. So, so, so the next wave of earnings that we're going to get out of these stocks is going to come, let's call it mid-January, January 15th, January 20th, somewhere around there. And that's going to be for the period that's going to be uh, October, November, December, okay? October, November, December. Those are the numbers that we're going to get in January. When that earnings February. report comes out, we, we are going to know uh, how the crypto market was during those three months. We, we, we've seen time and time again, if, if the crypto market is up, altcoins are at all-time highs, the, the platform that you're trading offers those altcoins, they had monster revenues. If crypto got boring like it did for some of those summer months, revenues are going to miss. Okay, so, so you already have, just being a general observer of the market, a decent idea as to how sales are going to come in. Uh, but then more importantly is going to be the guidance, right? We've seen some of these companies put up monster quarterly revenue numbers and, and then shit the bet on guidance and the stock price crashes. We, we, we've seen that several times as well. What, what you want to look for for the guidance is are the altcoins, are the major cryptos at or around all-time highs at the date that the earnings report is coming out? If Bitcoin's at 40K... Uh, when they're going to report that earnings report, despite what happened in the quarter, guidance is going to be weak. I'm going to go into those stocks short. If Bitcoin's at 80K, um, regardless of how the quarter looked, I'm going to get the, into those stocks long uh, into the earnings report. So that's how I'm handling them. That's how I'm trading them. Uh, and of course, as we keep progressing, we will keep giving updates. But And Luke, I'm here now too. What's up? Uh, that that's That's three months out we're talking about, right? Because those next reports aren't aren't until February uh, March, right? No, nope. no, it's not March, Spency. It's, it's February for the quarter that's ending December. So, uh, so what is that's that? That's not so confirmed. Coin is... Unconfirmed. Look to the right, man. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Yeah, February but when do you think it's going to be? 6th. They're going to report. They're going to report their December earnings in March. No way. Okay, fine. February. I think like it like could you be said, late January too, the week of January twentieth, something like that. I think, like you said, Luke, we we can know what the company has done in the previous, or not know, but have a good idea of what the company's done in terms of. It's uh, all about that guidance, right? You right. know what the activity was uh, the previous quarter, just based on were we making all time highs in the alts and the majors, uh, and then you also know how is the guidance going to be? Are we at all time highs in the alts or the majors? I think are really really simple stocks to trade. Again, you're trading it into earnings. It's tough, but but again, I, I think that they're relatively easy. 
And big shout out to everybody in the chat saying hi. I, I think the, the altcoin space specifically makes it really interesting because if you know that all these coins, whether it's Shiba Inu, Floki Inu, Dogecoin are running, what's that showing us, Luke, is that there is more retail interest coming into the crypto market. It may be a little harder to tell if it's just Bitcoin and Ethereum moving. So if we see those altcoins running into like what you're saying when they're reporting earnings, then we can feel pretty confident that these... Um, crypto brokerages are going to go ahead and give good guidance. They're going to say essentially, hey, we've seen an uptick in trading among all these other coins, including, um, you know, high prices in Ethereum and Bitcoin. If we see, you know, Dogecoin, Shiba, all those down in the month preceding that earnings report, then it might be, okay, there might be less retail investors out there looking for these altcoins. Yep. I, I can get behind it. Can we talk about some other stocks and let's come back to cryptos for a second? Yep. All right. I, I want to crowdsource this one. Okay. The stocks that everybody loves to love or loves to hate. Chinese stocks. Okay. I'm oh, talking about our Babas, our JDs. K-Web. Our D, our what? I don't even know what K-Web is. K-Web, it's, it's an ETF that on, tracks the biggest uh No, like I'm Chinese all about that FXI. Companies. Give me that FXI. What about uh, CQQQ? All right, so 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 let let's talk about the Chinese names for a minute. Get, get, pull up a Baba. Uh, I know it was up earlier. What what's the how how long are those candles? AB? These are daily candles. So we had this big green candle. All right, so it's still positive on the day, but at a low of the day. Correct. We're up Fuck. about. Uh, I don't like that. We're we're at up, all. We're up on about the one and a half percent. We opened about up. Give me spy real 3%. quick. Three percent. Give me spy. Spy is up two percent. So under so, so Baba's is, underperforming. Spy? What do you mean? No spies. But here's what, here's my point. Sp Chinese stocks hammered, obliterated. Go back to Baba. Okay, so here's Baba, obliterated. We're looking at like a couple months now, a couple weeks, right? Zoom, zoom way up for me, AB. Yeah. Yeah, we get these Brutal highs on the daily candles, right? The the fact that that spy is at its high of the day. And that Baba is now back. It's still up a little bit, but at its low of the day, I don't like that at all. That looks more like a dead cat bounce to me than than a reversal of the trend. Totally agree. I, so yes, yesterday Do on you this agree, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday on this show, we added a couple stocks to our Benzinga Live watch list. Alibaba oh, yeah. was one of them. My thesis doing. for adding it to the watch list, Luke, was I want to see how this stock reacts. Not just on the day that it's up 10%, but the following days. If we see like sustained green candles two, three days in a row where Baba's moving up, that gives me conviction saying, hey, this is a reversal. If we see Baba continue to just sit here or even trade off harder into the close, then like you're saying, hey, that could have just been a dead cat bounce yesterday. Yeah, um, I don't like that at all. If I had to pick one way or another, I'd go short. If you guys, Baba, you have to make a trade. No sitting on the sidelines. Pick one way or another. One in the chat if you'd go long. Two if you'd go give short. It, give us a time horizon. I'm two. Uh, uh, end of the week swing trade. You got a few days on it. Oh, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say I'd buy the one hundred put, but that's not for this week, obviously. Um, you never know, know, Spence. I don't know how expensive. I'll they go are. long. You, you, I'll, you I'll never go, know what our boy. I'll go long Xi against you, Luke. I'll go long against you. All right, what are we betting? Um, lunch. Lunch. No. Nah. Nah. Tattoo. <laughs> Face tattoo. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll do a temporary face tattoo. Okay, I'll do that too. I'll do a temporary face tattoo. Okay. We'll, buy, we'll go to CVS. We'll buy some temporary tattoos. Just can't be on Thursday when we got to All right, meet. So, so the line right now, we'll just call it 125 flat. I'm saying lower. You're saying higher. Yep. This time Friday, we will be back on the stream. There you go. All right, so what Wait. you said, one for, for which way and two for which way? One is long, two is short. I'm seeing a lot more twos in the chat, which just gives me even more conviction. I like to be a contrarian trader. I know you do, AB. I know. Um, I mean, yeah. If we were seeing the Chinese names back still up at high a day like they were this morning, I liked it. Not right now, man. Woo. And it's not Woo. just Alibaba. I mean, it's all of them. And you can look at JD. Yeah, I mean, Baba's JD's, the proxy. Baba's you, the proxy. Spencer likes ETFs. Well, no. I think they're boring. I was going to say JD's been the good one. You can look at JD. That's been the good one of the bunch. Pull that up, Aaron. If we ever and and Spencer, can, can I preview what we're going to be doing on this show for 2022? Yes. Are you sure you don't care if I ruin the secret? No. Just Luke, just say whatever you want, man. All right, Spencer. Uh, everybody out there who's watching, I'm also proposing this to Spencer for the first time. <laughs> this but I've true. been thinking about it. And I have no talk. I've been meaning to talk to him about it for like like weeks. It's been in my head. Ten thousand oh, dollar model portfolio managed by the crowd. We create a not 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 fake money. We we create a real portfolio, right? With with a real ten thousand dollars in it. We we track it every single week, or maybe we do a weekly tracking show where we go through the positions and how we want to manage the positions, and we'll hold emergency press conferences as needed for it, and then we disperse any profits to the group that contributed ideas at the end of the year. This is an idea that we also – it's funny you had the idea because we also and, have and, that idea. And I sort of think we should do two. I think we should have, have one model portfolio that's okay. like this is how we're going to trade this realistically. And we have one where we try to like triple Yolo. it over the year. Like just, just Yolo. We have a YOLO and a Sirius. So I have a suggestion for that. And I would say the only difference is at the end of the year, donate it all to charity. I was thinking that. split the money. I think donate no, it to no. AB's – Split the money might get complicated legally. A All right, bit. AB gets the money. Yep, we'll get me past that PBT. Yeah, yeah, so, so James in the chat is saying, how about voting on positions? That's exactly what I think. I think we do, we do like one slower portfolio, right, where we're doing more of like a stock picking portfolio. And, and, and then we have one where we're just trading it hard, right? Like we're trading it hard. We're turning that, that, the money in that portfolio every few days. I think combination of the two ideas, right? We, the idea with, yeah, we should definitely donate the profits. Uh, but one of them, uh, like if I'm just thinking realistically, like the YOLO one, you know, is, is the one that, that may go down. Right. So, you know, maybe if that one goes down, we just, we want to make the YOLO one like a 10-bagger. Right. Well, that's the idea, obviously, but it may not work out it's like, like that. It's like like we're going to have our thesis like we just talked about on the crypto stocks. Okay. So, so let's do this. we're going to buy calls into earnings. So, so let's do this. We're in agreement on two portfolios. So how – I'm curious in the chat. How much money do you think should be our seed capital? 10 grand a piece as seed capital? And then every – I think week, it should be 10 or, or 100 to make it easy. What do you think, Spencey? 100 grand right off the bat? 
I'm not staking a hundred grand for the YOLO portfolio, just to be clear. That's no, we can do it on leverage. That's what you just, said. just get a leverage uh mar a margin it. a margin loan. From... Yeah, but if you if it goes to zero, you still owe the money. Wait, you can declare bankruptcy. We, we can file Luke, yeah, chapter. Okay, okay. Look, didn't you buy a house on margin? Yes, I did. Okay. So uh so here's the here's what we do. The YOLO portfolio, we open it up on margin in AB's name. And if it goes to zero, he declares bankruptcy. Yeah. I I see no problem with that. Wait, Luke, can we get one more shout out to Spencer for what he volunteered to do? Oh, shoot. We need to have J James making a good point. It needs to be at least 30K so you can PDT it. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. So maybe we do 50. Well, no. Well, no. Well, the idea is is one a week, right? That's the idea. We right? We don't we don't trade every single day. We're trading maybe I think that we manage both actively like we're managing a real portfolio. Yeah, and then And for, I think that okay. that if it calls for a trade every day, we trade it every day. And we'll if create, it doesn't call for a trade every day, we don't trade it every day. And we'll create an email list and anyone that is watching the show and follows along will send out an email uh describing our trades such as like what Arc does. Um so if we make a move that day, we can track our positions in that list and, and we'll Okay. And yeah, yeah. So, so here's what I good. think. The, yeah, yeah. All ahead. right, we'll flush it out. But if the crowd thinks that that's a good idea, drop a one in the chat and smash the like. If not, smash the two. We, I, I think we all think it's a good idea. We need to, we need to hammer out a couple of rules uh, as far as uh, you know position sizing and that sort of thing. But yes, I think. No, I'm not gonna kneecap myself. All right, fine. No. You do yours, and I'll do mine. No, no. I'm talking about for the one that we're not gonna blow up, dude. Someone in chat suggested we should also do a crypto one. Yes, that's a no-brainer. No, cryptos are on the table. Hell yeah. Let's manage it like a hedge fund. Cryptos, short, options, equities, futures. Wait, here's an idea. We're YOLO in this side. Wait, wait. Here's an idea. Do, do, physical do the... gold? If somebody wants to buy physical gold? Wait. I'm out on that. Uh, Firak King says we should do the real one in eToro so, they, so people can copy us. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. What do you mean? It's not a bad idea, but eToro does not offer stocks in the U.S. yet. On, copy on e us on eToro you can you can copy someone's trades in in, in your account you yeah. can just oh yeah but uh luke with the uh, right. smackdown yeah okay this is a good idea we're gonna do this for 2022 it's so gonna have the first market day of 2022 spency i think it's the third or the fourth okay all right so that'll be our day um um, AB, real, can, we, can we go back to cryptos for a second? Yeah, of course. You want to do uh, Voyager? Let's pull up the hood. Hood. Oh, oh on, no. On your, your, the, the hood account. No, 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 no. Oh, he meant like the actual account, not the stock. I, yeah. I, I screwed up. I had some, uh, I'll show you real quick. I had some Robin Hood calls. Down here that I sold this morning. Maybe in our model portfolio we should speculate on art. Yes, masterworks. Um, let me see how much these are worth right now. Twenty-three dollar calls, twelve ten. I have a feeling I sold these way too early. Eh, that's whatever. Thought they'd be up more. All right. All right. So 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 here here's what I wanted to go back to. And, and AB, could you could you pull me up uh, Bitcoin as yep. an example? Get, th throw me Bitcoin, and, and then we're going to move over to ETH in a second here. Um, but but I want to talk about, about the crypto market as a whole. 
We, we spent some time talking about the crypto stocks, and we did that because through and through, I am a stock person. I've been a stock person for many, many years. I trade options on stocks. That's pretty much the only asset class that, that I've gotten exposed to. Um, crypto, I, I hate to admit it, given the business that we're in, but I was a late adopter in crypto. Um, why? I, I didn't really know how to do it. I didn't take the time to figure it out from, from the early days. Um, and, and there's a lot more complexities, right? Ma- managing positions, managing it as a part of a portfolio, um, you know, really being able to understand the risk and treat it the same as any other asset class. That's something that, that wasn't previously available. And, and so I, I just want to take a moment and say, I, as somebody who knows the brokerage space inside and out, I love, love, love that we have solutions right now where you can manage your crypto holdings in the same way that you manage your stock positions, right? What what we're finding here at Benzinga is that the next generation investor thinks about crypto the exact same way that they think about stocks, right? They, they have a portfolio, they have a pool of money that they want to allocate to various asset classes. And it wasn't until pretty darn recently that the individual investor was actually able to do that. And, and so when we're talking about, you know, the crypto being down, we're talking about the crypto stocks and, and our trades on the crypto stocks into earnings reports, et cetera. I do want to take a step back and say, you know, let's applaud the innovation that's happened here, where, where we now have solutions like producer ABS is Robinhood up, account up, right? We have solutions where you can think about a crypto trade in the exact same way that you think about a stock trade, right? There, there's, there's no more physical barrier or psychological barrier for, for anybody to be able to get going in crypto markets. And it was, it was this sort of innovation that actually got me into crypto at size for, for the first time uh, a handful of months ago. Um, with that, I do want to throw out to the group, where, where is everybody at right now on, let, let's just start with the majors, right? On your Bitcoin, on your Ethereum, coming off of the dip. Uh, we, we've obviously had a little bit of a bounce in, since the blood red waters this weekend. Where is everybody at on the dip? Uh, I have my long-term holding position, right? Like I'm just talking about, I manage it in the same account that I manage my stocks in, sort of like AB is doing with, with his Robinhood account pulled up here. But but where is everybody at with Bitcoin off of the dip? I want to get a one in the chat if, if you're swinging it long, two if you're going short against it. For me personally right now, I, I have my core position. It, it's sort of like, like a flyer position that, I, that I, I just leave in there. And then I'll trade around that position uh, with, with another holding. I'm on the sidelines right now. But, but if we see strength, uh, you know, we're, we're holding, what, what was the high of the day? 52 maybe? We're, we're holding that. I think that I'm just about ready to let it run higher. I, yep. You know, I, I think most people, one of the problems with crypto is most people are like me, which is they're a hodler. So like I have very little I can add because I have never sold any cryptocurrency. I've only ever bought and I, I only intend to buy more. So that's just I'm what... long. I'm long both the major cryptos right now. Well, I'm, I'm actually long Ethereum. I have Ethereum. I'm not holding any Bitcoin right now, but um in sentiment i'm long both and i want to put this ask out there i'm going to make a purchase of crypto today on bitcoin or ethereum i don't know which one it is i'm going to let the chat yeah see isn't this beautiful how amazingly easy it is now right You, you don't need to set up a wallet uh you know you you don't need to go to some sort of separate exchange you can manage your crypto position in the exact same way that you manage your stock position 
right? It, 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 it may seem like something that, that, yeah, that just makes sense. But that is true innovation. When, when, when Bitcoin made its first run, let's call it 2017, that didn't exist in the world, right? Now we all have access to it. Yeah, I, I think we take it for I think everyone takes it for granted how easy it is, right? Uh, and even even from like a UI standpoint, right? Like I think we I think we we don't know how good we have it. You go back even five years ago, it was not this easy. It's Nowhere only going to get easier. One of the biggest criticisms of, of crypto is it's complicated. You've got your your wallet and your MetaMask, this to, you know, NFTs, that, and it's only going to get easier from here. And we've already come so far. So I think we, we all take it for granted. Uh, 100%. You know, uh, and a lot of that, and, I mean, uh, fr- frankly, uh, you know, <laughs> Robin Hood kicked it into high gear, right? I mean. That's true. There's no the doubt ones, about it. Uh, funny. The, it's it's the it's the mission, right? The democratization yeah. of finance. They did it. There, yeah. There's no um, doubt about it. Can, Luke, can we? I don't know if we're allowed to tell the story. Maybe we can. But Luke and I were visiting a certain the offices of a certain broker uh, years ago, and they had on their whiteboard in big letters Robinhood because they were scared. One of the big mainstream ones I remember. And that. they, it was like, it was like, oh man, ev- and that was years ago. That was probably that, five years that ago. That was years ago, but they knew what was coming, right? And yeah. they, ended up being, they ended up being right. I mean, I mean, frankly, we, ha- we have it good right now. So, we do. There's no doubt about it. Okay. We just put this poll out there on YouTube. Um, I'm putting it up on the screen so you guys can see it. We have 19 votes so far. Looks like ETH has a healthy lead over Bitcoin. If you have an input on which crypto I should go out and buy right now, go ahead and vote in this poll. Uh, it is 12.57 p.m. Eastern right now. We will end the voting at 1 p.m. So you have three minutes to cast your vote, and then I will make my live trade while we are here. Go ahead and give this little guy right here. You didn't even like it, AB. How can you expect I'm, I'm, everybody else I, to? I'm trying. I'm going to show them how it's done. So right now, you might see this little thumb. It might be white on your screen. You want to go ahead and click it and fill it in. Um, I'll show you guys one more time. Boom. Just like that. Turn that little thumb. Uh, get it filled in. And, and we'll be... Can, can we look at one more trade idea while you're waiting for the poll to end? Yeah. And then yeah. I got to bounce it. While we do that, can I like uh, follow up on your Coinbase slash hood discussion from way before uh, like- yeah let's do that and then uh, i have two more stocks that that i'm going to be getting into uh I, shortly i i, so I maybe just we'll to, do those tomorrow Spencey. I, yeah i just wanted to not no tomorrow we have no show tomorrow i i just wanted to add okay. that on, on the thursday cor- no show thursday come on uh, dude i have two stocks that i'm ready to get into i'm ready to pitch my yes, ass off spence let luke go no no you go spence spence you go ahead fine no no luke go ahead pitch your no stocks. i don't want the viewers to know the stocks what, what's your thing about i was, the, uh, I was gonna say because go when i hopped in you were talking about coinbase earnings right for mm-hmm. january or february or whatever uh and the same logic applies to robin hood too right when they report earnings next next time around for the current quarter you know that the same quarter a year ago was amazing amazing so we know that the year-over-year comparisons are going to be are going to be a little bit difficult for them yeah but Uh, i think it's all about the guide man 
and the guide matters on no, 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 I know, the, I know. Well, three my, my days point, leading up to the report. Yeah, no. What is my, the price of the alts? What's the price of the majors? My point is like if you understand going in that the year over year comps are going to be going to be tough, then if you see a lot of uh, sentiment after the fact, like oh yeah, the year over year growth was terrible. You we we had a feeling, we had a feeling. Right, it's a, it's they're coming off their best quarter in in history was like the Q one of this year, right? Yeah, because because crypto was going to the moon, uh, and all coins are going to the moon. So like, just know that going in, know the expectations going in that the comps are going to be tough. Now, what, that was my point. What was your idea? Well, wait, guys, look at this chart. Real, you want to go ahead, Luke? No, go ahead. It was, where did the poll end? I want to see where the poll ended. The poll right now, we were at 79% ETH. We just ended the poll, so uh, ETH. All right, let's see the trade, AB. Come on, baby. Let's see it real quick, though, before I get to the trade. I'm, I'm looking at this Robinhood chart. We're running into this previous uh, support and resistance that we had uh, back uh, last week. It looks like right at this 286 level. So I'm either looking for Coinbase here to break through that resistance and, and to break out. Uh, looks like it's gone up about half a percent since we started looking at it. But if it, if it looks like it's not trying to break through that, then we could come down at least in the short term. Um, so definitely got to keep our eye on Coinbase here where we're at these important levels. All right. Going to go ahead and go back to my trusty, my trusty portfolio. ETH was the winner today. I've been adding to my ETH position. So let's go ahead and take a look at it right here. Um, I can scroll down and see where I've bought Ethereum before, what my cost basis is. Going to go ahead and put another $50 into the trade, into ETH. I'm long ETH. Smash the like if you're long ETH too and drop, uh, yeah, give, give us a like. Uh, subscribe if you have not already. There we go. Submit, buy, done. Added $50 to my ETH position. I now own, let's see what my total position is. I own $194 worth of Ethereum. I'm up 2.2% on the trade so far. Only been in this trade for a few days. Um, anything else that we're watching today? I'm only I'm holding on to these Nvidia calls into the close into tomorrow. Um, these snap calls. I might need to I might need to sell this one honestly. No, you know what? I'll let it ride. Any any tickers in the chat that we want to take a look at? What's up? I'm back. Spencer's back. Yep. Luke abandoned us, like always, so here I am. What's up, everyone? Uh, here's one. High flyer. Last few minutes. Actually, all day, really. T-R-U-P. Trup. Trupanian. I don't know what this company does, but they announced a partnership with Chewy today. So what's up? Bigly. Up 37%, $153 a share. Um, yeah, Spencer, I've never even heard of this company. Can I show you? I'm going to show you guys how I found that real fast. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let me share my screen. Benzinga Pro. Okay. This is my Benzinga Pro homepage that I basically stay on for the whole day. Once once the opening bell rings, this is where I'm at, right? Um, the left side is movers over the la over the entire session from the opening bell onward. The right side is movers over the last five minutes. I do have some filters on. I do filter out low price stocks, 
Um, micro cap stocks, I do filter those out, so I don't, I don't see them. But you can look here. Um, the number one gainer on my filter, on my movers tool or scanner from the opening bell today is TRUP. By a lot, too. Up 27% from the bell. The reason I like looking at that is because, like, saying something is up, like, here, like MongoDB, for example. Let's pull up MongoDB. Let's go to MDB. So it's up 17% today, right? But that includes the entire after hours gain, the after hours pop from last night when they had earnings, and the whole pre market run. Most people are not trading at four in the morning or eight in the morning or nine in the morning, right? They're trading after the open. And we're actually down today from the open in MongoDB. So if, if you chase MongoDB today, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. So I like looking at movers from the open because there's very little liquidity overnight. It's important to look at, but it's important to look at to give you context. But, you know, from a trading point of view, whatever you do, if you open up 20% and close at the low of the day, is that a good day or a bad day? If you open at- like, like let's say let's say you end the day up ten percent, but you opened up twenty, but you opened up twenty and you ended the day at the low, that's uh, not a good day. Uh, you're still up ten percent from where you were the that's previous. That's not a close. good day though. It's not a good day. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, BBIG. We've had a few people reach out to me on Twitter about BBIG. All I can say is I I we have reached out to the company. We would love to get them back on the show. They haven't responded. That's all I'll say about that. I can't make somebody talk to us. You know? Who's who's good at looking at charts out there in the chat? Uh, I don't know. Wait, can I have that? Are you using that, the charger? Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. And also, uh, one of the things that we've been talking about is we need to spruce up the desk a little bit. You know, the studio here. Do you have any ideas for us as to how we can spruce it up? Let me know. I want someone to look at NVIDIA's chart for me. And tell me your honest opinion. Because I, I mean, I'm looking at it to me, it looks like... You want the daily? Yeah. Sure. Well, what do you want? Tell me what you want. I want to know if we're, if we're going to uh, break through the, this level and, and reach back up to all-time highs of 333. Or... All right, well, no one can tell you what's going to happen, but why don't we do this? What's the all-time high? 333. No, 346. No. Oh, wow. Three that was an intraday high. Sorry. Yeah. Intraday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very good. So all-time high, 346.47. All-time closing high. Looks like it's a 319. Okay, well, so J- James is saying we need to get above uh 325 i'm seeing Sameth is saying we need to get, uh, get above 322 so Sameth, that's what i was looking at too it, it, lo- it looked like to me that this is going to be a very key level uh that we could either run into some resistance on or break through that resistance and really run i'm staying long because i think we could break through that resistance and really run um but if anyone has other ideas well, can i ask you a question why not just go along now with a stop loss at either Today's open, which is uh, 309.57. Yesterday's close, which is 300 even. That's a long ways away from Because I'm already holding an open call op- option. So I'm not looking to add to my position with shares. Oh. Oh, you're, oh, because you just want to know for your, for your call. 
That's what you want. Right. Okay. When does it expire? This, this Friday? Friday. Basically, it's I want okay. to hold it if I think we're going to break through that key level and continue running. I got it. I, I got don't want to hold it if I think we're running into resistance and we're going to come down here. Okay. So have- and I think we should know by this afternoon because like right now we're at that 321 and a half level. If we get above that 322 level, we're looking good. If we can't get up there, uh, th- then we're losing some steam. Yeah. So maybe mm, this is tough. What what is the chat saying? Should have Jay Rice has a Jay Rice has a good point. I do have two calls. I could sell one, keep keep one. Um, what are you up right now? Uh, two hundred and six percent. Okay. And you have two. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. If it were me, and it's not, so it's easier for me to say. But if it were me, I would sell one and hold the other. Un- unless Nvidia broke, you know, below three, I don't know, fifteen. There we go. All right, chat, help me decide with the help of my wonderful co-host Spencer. I mean, if, you, if you're already up, take some money off the table. If, if that's what you're wondering, if you're if you're this nervous. No, I mean, I'm not really that nervous. I if it, I I know Nvidia could open up down three percent tomorrow, and I lose ninety percent of the value of those contracts. I mean, well, it, yeah, not ideal, but can always happen. Never went broke taking profit. Um, all right, Spencer, we do have some more earnings coming up this week. Yeah, we do, actually. We do, actually. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look in our Benzinga Pro. I know the one I'm most excited for is Lululemon. Wait a minute, Lululemon? Yep, it's a woman's uh, and I know what it is. And a men's clothing brand. It's an athleisure. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's not till Thursday. I was like... <laughs> Okay, I was like, why don't I see that? But it's not till Thursday. So let's bring up a calendar here. Calendar for the week. Earnings. So you want, you're excited for Lulu. Yep. Thursday after the close. Yep. I'm excited for Costco on Thursday. I'm excited for, and oh man, by the time we have our next show, they're all going to report. So I'm excited for a few things, mostly for what they can tell us about the state of the economy right now. So I'm excited excited for Dave and Busters because it's like a pure reopening play, right? There is no reopening play as pure as Dave and Busters. You're talking about like Chuck E. Cheese for adults, right? You're talking kid, our kids and our, our, touching the arcade and germs everywhere, right? Yeah, I think airlines are a good one. Okay, so I'm excited for that, but you have a good point. I'm excited for Campbell's and for... Hormel on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, um, because I want to see what they're saying about inflation. Right? These are consumer staples, food stocks, typically slow and stodgy. But what kind of inflation are they seeing and how much of that is being passed along to the consumer? Uh, and for that same reason, Costco, frankly, uh, I want to see what Costco has to say about inflation. Uh, how bad are they feeling it? Are they taking it to are taking the you know price increases to margin or or what? Um, so those are kind of the four: Dave and Buster's tonight, Campbell's Soup tomorrow morning, Hormel Thursday morning, Costco Thursday after the closure. Those are the four that I am most interested in here. Let us know in the chat who you want who you want to see. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just watching. Academy Sports could also be interesting Friday, Friday morning. Yeah, we usually don't get many interesting companies on Fridays, but nah. Academy Sports. Chew- we have Chewy. We talked about that yesterday. Weber Grills. Boom. See you, Christian. Have a good one, man. I don't know if it's just if this was just like CEO executive talk, but Lululemon CEO, she was on CNBC a few, maybe a month and a half ago, maybe six weeks ago, basically saying, okay. uh, yeah, there are supply chain issues out there, but we're in a good position. We're not really experiencing them. So one of the things is like, and this is what people I think are maybe are nervous about. One of the things they're nervous about is when you get inflation. Right when you get so inflation uh, along the supply chain, what do most businesses do? They simply pass that inflation along to the consumer. Right, makes sense. They all do it. Um, But what happens, Aaron, if the supply chain um, problems work themselves out? Because we know it's not a demand issue; it's it's a supply issue. The supply works itself out. Problems get fixed and inflation goes down. And now you've got a situation where all these companies have raised their prices to combat inflation. And maybe, and I'm just speaking hypothetically, maybe in six months inflation starts going down. What happens then? Their revenue goes up. Right. Well, I guess my point was like these companies, they're not going to lower their prices, right? Right. Why would they do that? Right. What Prices don't go down. Right, consumer prices don't go down. They once they're up, they stay up. That's the new floor. Uh, we have some precedent for this. I think it was Lennar. I want to say earlier in the year. You guys remember when lumber was going to uh, to the moon? Uh, lumber went parabolic and then crashed. And Lennar, on their earnings report, they were asked, "Hey, um, you you guys build homes? You guys just had to raise prices because the price of lumber went up." What are you doing now that lumber is going back down? And he was like, yeah, well, I mean, it's going to go to our margins. We're not lowering our prices now. And that is the kind of thing that pisses people off, right? Uh, they have every right to do that, but that that's annoying. When you have a, a, a real, like a, a good reason to raise your prices because things are costing more for you to make, but then when they go back down and you don't lower your prices, that's the kind of thing that gets people pissed. So I'm wondering if we are in a situation where where that happens. We get all these companies, all these grocery stores, you know, Costco's, retailers, they all raise their prices on us now. And their excuse was, well, we have to. It's inflation. And then inflation goes down and then they keep them up. You know what I mean? That's 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 really that's I guess it's good for business, bad for my wallet. Yeah, it depends on the the product or what you're buying because some things prices will fluctuate, will come down on, right? If we're talking about, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, take lumber for example. Wood at Home Depot right now is cheaper than it was uh, eight months ago, whenever lumber was very scarce. Maybe at Home Depot, I can't say. I can't say for sure. I just like. I don't know. That's not to say it's not still more expensive than it was before the the. But at the height of the price of lumber, um, you can now get a two by four, whatever it is, cheaper than at the height of the prices. Um, but yeah, Spencer. So for a company like Lululemon, if a pair of leggings say it costs a hundred dollars and they raise it to a hundred ten, and inflation goes down, they're not bringing that back down to a hundred dollars. Yeah. So that can be good for guidance. 
<laughs> is investing in the stock market a gigantic hedge against inflation in, in your own life? Perhaps. I mean, that's what it is, right? Um, all these companies that, that are raising their prices, gasoline, retail, food, because they're not, they're, you know, it's up like an, uh, the prices go up like an elevator and down like an escalator, right? Consumer prices. They go up fast. They go down slow. This is annoying if you're a consumer. You know what I think is interesting? There's actually an inverse correlation between prices of SUVs and gas prices. So if gas is more expensive. SUVs get cheaper? Right. Is that? Um, it makes sense logically because people don't want to drive like a gas, a, a car that gets 15 miles per gallon. Um, and maybe maybe not so much right now where all used car prices are up right now, but in the past that's been a, been an inverse correlation. So maybe we could start a, a, a thing, Spencer, where we just invest in SUVs while gas prices are high, and then sell them when gas prices are cheap. Maybe. I I just am amazed we're at a point where gasoline is like four bucks a gallon again or close to it, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember like I'm at. I'm at the age where when I was growing up, gasoline prices was a story every single day on the news. Uh, you know, where we you know where we had just like invaded, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, gasoline prices going to you know, soaring through the roof, you know, four dollars, four fifty, people got these escalades, these hummers that get like eight miles to the gallon, dropping like fifty, sixty bucks or more on a tank. And it sucked. On the flip side, I remember uh, right at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic in March of 2020. Oh, granted, cool. I was in uh, mid-Missouri where, where gas is typically a little bit cheaper than if you're in a big city like Detroit. Um, but I, I was filling my tank up for like $15. It was amazing. I, I did that too. There was, was a couple of times, and I can actually track because I, I look at my breakdown of my spending every month. By I'm curious. I'm going to go look it up right now. I think there was a month last year where I spent – 20 bucks on gas for the whole month i i remember specifically filling up my tank while gas was at like 83 cents a gallon or something and i was like wait what yeah it was under a dollar 83 cents it was that's what i'm saying i was in the middle of nowhere missouri where like gas is already cheap where are you from in, man i'm from st louis but i went to school in columbia which is smack dab in the middle of the state if you're familiar with the area no um so driving in between st louis and columbia you drive through kind of like very rural rural parts of Missouri, and I remember just taking a picture of it, saying like, "I never thought in my life I would see gas under a dollar." Because I remember, like, what you what you brought up in the first point, Spencer, was back in around 2010 or eight or so. Gas was like 4.50 a gallon. Yeah. So I just looked, and it looks like last year. This is because we were working from home. So last year, I didn't spend a dollar on gas. For a, from April and April and May of last year, I didn't spend a, a, a dollar. I spent nothing on gas. Well, you for, weren't going anywhere. I wasn't going anywhere. Um, then the next month, I spent eighty-one dollars on gas, which is still nothing. So, like for the whole month. So, um, hey man, that's cool. The, you know what? Also, and I, I heard this on a podcast, so I'm going to steal it from somewhere. Uh, but part of the, the the reason, like, we all pay attention to gas so much, is because like. We don't know people, – most people don't know the price of a gallon of milk off the top of their head because it's one of many things they buy at the store. But the, the price of gasoline per gallon is like in gajillion font 
along the side of the road. And we all see it every single day. And so we all know what it is all the time. I think it's probably why it's so psychological in that way, because we're seeing it all over our life every day, you know, when we drive. As opposed to like, you know, a loaf of bread. I couldn't tell you what a loaf of bread is right now. I'm sure it's gone up, but I, I wouldn't know. Um, you know, milk sort of the same way. Eggs sort of the same thing, right? But freaking gas, man. Every day. Every day you see it. Size a gajillion. Font on the highway. Sorry, I'm just going through my uh, camera roll trying to find a picture. I know I took one right. at the gas pump at one point. Uh, you can do that. Easy, Mike. Yeah, I saw that headline before. Uh, many AWS services are down today. I saw Disney Plus report an outage. I saw a few other places reporting an outage. Uh, whenever you have these internet outages, you always want to look to see for the infrastructure stocks of the internet. So the two big ones are Akamai and uh, uh, Fastly, right? What's that from, Shelly? How much could a banana cost? $10? No, that's from uh, Arrested Development. There's a funny uh, clip where Bill Gates goes on some talk show and they ask him, like, what do you think the prices are for, for different oh, items? And he doesn't know. It was Ellen. Yeah, thank you, AT. And the only one that I think he knew was floss. He was like, yeah, I go out and buy my own floss. But they asked him, like, what's the price of a banana? And he's like... Dude, I'll be honest. I wouldn't know that either. How much How much a banana is? I, uh, one banana. One banana. I, I, I'm going to guess 30, 40 cents. Yeah, right, right. around there. 50 okay. cents, maybe. He's, he, he thought, thought a, Bill he thought, Gates thought a bag of pizza roll was $20. Yeah, they asked him banana, and he was like, I don't know, maybe $3 a banana. <laughs> and everyone's like... Oh my God! There, there are some other funny ones too. Well, we'll have to figure out which. Uh... There's always money in the banana stand, AB. There's always money in the banana stand. All right, we're we're, we're going off the tangent here, but we don't have any more guests lined up for the rest of the day because our guest had to cancel on us again. Uh, but this is our last show until Friday, so shoot. We you know what we haven't done yet uh, th- this week. We haven't done guess a, that we, chart. We, we haven't done a guess that chart. We we didn't do trivia. Uh, maybe we can do trivia on Friday. So here's what we'll do. I'm gonna bring up a chart right now. I, I gotta find one first. I'm gonna bring up a chart. Jay Rice says they're fifty cents a pound. That's okay. I'm, I guess that's that's right. Um, um, yeah. Okay, Shelly, I, I hear you. <laughs> We're doing guess that chart right now. But I have to find one first. So let's do this. Let's go into my Benzinga Pro. Hashtag Benzinger Pro, free trial, pro.benzinger.com. Let's get rid of the watermark. And now let's find a stock. Let's find a chart, a good chart that we can look at here. And then we will bring it up on the screen. And the winner will, the first person to respond, and... If you've already won, then give others a chance, please. The first person to respond will win some free Benzinga swag. I'm trying to decide if I want this one. Mm. All right. <laughs> right when it looked like everyone was saying, oh, my God, the, the uh, you know, we got overextended. We're selling off. There was a tiny little dip, and people went out and bought that dip. In QQQ, at least. I don't know, man. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go with this one. I think. I'll yeah. You guys get two pieces of swag if you guess which chart 
Spencer's going to pull up before he even knows. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If I see it in the chat right there, then that would be amazing. Uh, it's not Macy's now. Hold on. I have to I have to get rid of the... Um, what is SI? Silver. Silvergate Capital. It's just a silver play. Oh. Um, okay. Whatever happened to the, the short squeezing silver? Did that ever happen? <laughs> that, that, was like, that was like two days, man. <laughs> that was a fun two days. <laughs> It was like two. That was like two days that happened last year or this year. I don't know. Um, okay, let me zoom in. Get get that off the board. All right, get that off the screen. So I am gonna do no y-axis to start. God damn it, Berlin! Do I owe you some swag? Is that what you're saying? We do owe some people some swag. We we are aware of this. Um, I yeah, I'm backlogged. Everything will be entered and shipped tonight oh wow you have my promise so there is a hint that's on the chart here that i'm going to share the hint is that the stock trades on the nasdaq all right berlin i'm going to go through my swag records i'll see what i owe you might send you a little extra too i gotta send you some good gear we're gonna go uh whatever it's called bow hunting bow fishing spear fishing you teach me the ropes just have to get rid of all the Freaking indicators I have. Send a hoodie instead of Berlin. Why do you you, you need a hoodie down there in Gainesville? Um, Brendo, let me know your uh, email. I'll, I'll go through our, our swag documents. By the way, just PSA, just please. If we're if we're sending someone free, if we send you like free swag, you know we we do a contest or whatever, and 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 you send us your address. Send us all the information in your address, please. Don't leave out like your zip code, as some people have done, or the state, as others have done. Just you know, street number, street name, town, state, zip code, please. Okay. I hate having to like follow me. I'm like, what's your zip code, or what? What state is that? Just come on, people. All the information. All right, I have a chart. I'm going to bring it up on the screen here. Uh, this is today's, this week's Name That Chart brought to you by, I don't know. University of Michigan. University of Michigan. This is a chart with no x-axis. No, it's a daily chart. This chart is going going back to, uh, this is going back to like the beginning of the year. Has, have we talked about this stock on this show today? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay, I was going to get Snapchat. I, I'm trying. The thing is, I don't want to zoom out like too much. It looks like Snapchat's chart, though. Hold on. Now I'm going away to the here. This is a this is a, a daily chart. I'm going to guess somewhere. In with no axis. But you can know that the x-axis is this year. Wait, I, hold on. I have to catch up on the chat now. So I see AMD. No. Uh, oh, wait. Whoa. We already got a winner. Mara. Brendo. 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 Brendo's saying we already owe him some swag, so that actually works out because we'll just send Brendo. Him a, send him a big one. How'd you know that, Brendo? Wait, Brendo already won to guess that chart. DWAC. No way. Unless you're a different Brendo. Brendo. Damn it. Really? 
Wait, did, did Brendo already win? Uh, all we right. had a Brendo that won. It's spelled differently, but oh, he said that's right. All right, we'll do another uh, one real quick. Oh, man. Brendo, man. I know you're going to know this one, so. Brendo, no, come on, man. Okay, now I have to. How, 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 how does he? How, does he how do you even get that? That was not easy. Okay, I, I guess I got to go harder. Okay. Um, let's do. All right, I got one for you. You got one? Yeah. I, I got I, all right, this one's okay. This one's okay. My idea is okay. Well, hey, I'll do mine first. My, we'll my, my, mine could be easy. I don't know. I don't know. Here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you mine and then I want you to pull it up because okay. if, if I do it. You gonna want me to do mine first or yours first? I'll do mine first. Okay. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Not where my head was at. Let's let's take a look at the, at this one. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Let's roll with this. Zoom in. No one can see. Zoom in. Yeah, Nvidia is looking a little toppy up here. Not gonna lie. Can't lie to y'all. All right, here we go. Share screen. This is a daily chart going back to the beginning of this year. Nice moving average conversions. Say daily chart. First person with the symbol that's not Brendo gets some free swag. We need some music. Aaron, can we get the Jeopardy music on here? Maybe not. That, do might, do be, do that might be copyrighted. Brendo said. <laughs> Okay. Brendo's been watching Mara all day. That, that, that makes sense. Okay, this one is not Mara. Thank you, Rohan. It is not DKS either. Not a terrible guess. No, it's not a crypto miner. <laughs> it's not Target. We'll give this one a minute here. We'll give this one a minute. We'll, we'll let it we'll let it marinate or percolate. Name that chart. Disney, not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. But it, it is, is incorrect. It is, it is not Disney. PayPal, certainly not PayPal. It is not Yeti. It is not eBay. I, I, at a certain point, we may have to bring up the price axis. Should I give a little hint? I, sure. How big is the hint? Nope. Still not seeing it. If you were an avid watcher... Get Technical on Benzinga. This oh. was a stock that we discussed a lot and was on our Get Technical watch list. Still not seeing it. Uh, not, no, not, not Intel, not J&J, not Twitter, not Moderna, not SoFi. Hmm. I'll give it a minute and then I'll, I will pull up the price axis. <laughs> it's funny that Brendo suggested Fubo because that was going to be mine. That was going to be the chart I was going to bring up. <laughs> Brendo, how did you do that? This guy knows the charts I'm going to bring up before I even bring them up. All right, we, we oh, have a we have a winner. We got it. We have a winner. Can, can we get a, an air horn for our winner here? Yep. Cleveland Cliffs. Well done, Hurt Scrambler. We already owe him swag. Do we? <laughs> yes. Was it the? Uh... Was it the, the get technical hint that did it for you, Hertz Scrambler? <laughs> Damn it. 
We are aware that we owe you all swag. We have a, do a running dock. It's getting very long. Um, congratulations, Hurt Scrambler. But seriously, though, uh, Brendo put Fubo in there. That was going to be my next one. <laughs> How the heck did he do that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. Hurt, Hurt Scrambler got it off my hint. That's That just goes to show it pays uh, to watch the shows and, and know what we talk about. It might come up at a later date. All right. Uh, it is 1.30. We're going to have the roadmap live in a half hour. Definitely hour. Um, the, the roadmap is like our, our, our most like out there show. Because some of the things that – like some of the guests they bring on are like characters, total characters. Um, so you guys were talking earlier with Luke about – or Luke was saying how he didn't like learn about Bitcoin early on because – and he felt like he, he like he missed the boat. I would say this. When it comes to the world of crypto, NFTs, whatever, it is never too late. It is never too late to learn about this stuff. Oh, wait, ever. I, speaking of uh, crypto, I'm going to go ahead and pull up my portfolio again because I just realized that I, ha I can do this on Robinhood, which I didn't know. I knew I could do this with stocks, essentially set up a recurring investment, but I want to go ahead and do that in Ethereum. So I'm going to go ahead and throw, I don't know, I don't have that much money. I'll throw $25 every two weeks. It can come straight out of my advanced plus banking account. Um, yeah, you guys can see the last four digits of it there. You can do anything with that, then more power to you. I, I like this that you have to turn it on. What do you mean? Because on Coinbase, I almost did this by accident. Wait, James, what are you saying? Come on, 25. You want me to do 25 a week instead of every two weeks? That's what he's saying. All right, fine. I can do that. So on Coinbase, when I, when I, was, when I made my last buy, I almost did this very thing, but it was unintentional because they had it like set to the default. This you have to turn on, which I like. All right, someone said I should do twelve fifty every week. So same so every single week you're gonna buy twelve and a half bucks worth of ETH. Yep. All right. And it's gonna come straight out of my bank account. That's about the price I pay for a lunch. So instead of eating out lunch that day, I'll, I'll bring my food and instead I'll make an who knows? This could make me a millionaire one day. Uh, Born to be free is asking us how many subscriptions will it take to get this plaque behind us uh, up to uh, a gold or platinum? I think a million. We're we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I don't know what's going on, but as soon as this place is, I'll let you guys know, and then we'll have a I'll have a day every single week where I I buy eat. Do you want to join the their their wait list for the wallet or no? Do you care? Yeah, you and I don't really care about that kind of stuff, right? Here's the thing is I, I don't I'm not trying to do anything with yeah. this Ethereum. Like I'm not trying to send it to someone. I'm not trying to stake it. I'm not trying to convert it from Ethereum into some smaller coin. I'm literally just buying it as an investment. So to me, not having the uh, the actual coin like in a wallet does not matter whatsoever to me. Yeah. Um, in fact, it kind of adds an extra hassle. But sure, why not? I'll, I'll join the wait list. Join wait list. Cool. I'm I'm number one million eight hundred thirty four thousand one hundred and seventy four. Dude, on the you're wait early. List. That's some good DD, you, by the you, way. You're now early. We, now we know how many people are on the are on the wait list. Um, so this is still, I don't know, going. I'll, oh, oh, there we go. 
Nope. Nope. That was just a disclosure. I'm just going to refresh the page and redo it if I have to. Um, but I do, but before I leave off my Robin Hood, I have one more uh, ask to make from you guys on Robin Hood. Mm. All right, I'm just going to redo this because I don't think the first time it worked. This is a very good page to look at. I mean, it's very like visually pleasing. I, I think I can afford $20 every week. I, I think future me will... Thank me for increasing that recurring investment a little bit. I I should probably do this. I don't have a recurring investment. I need to. The problem is, though, like, I I had a real, like, I had kind of like a come to Jesus moment yesterday where I realized, like, oh, oh, shit. I am going to be doing a lot of traveling. and I have a lot of uh, big expenses coming up, like, in the next year and a half-ish. I have a lot of weddings and a lot of out of town, you know, like, you know, bachelor parties and things. So I realize I need to save some money. All right. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm going to try to do that later. It's not working right now for whatever reason. Um, but all right, guys. So if you have Robin Hood, if you see news articles on your homepage, this is very important. This is only on news that's on the homepage, not if you go to say, Amazon and you go to the news on Amazon, you'll see there are no three dots right here. But if you go back to the homepage, I just hit my back arrow. All news articles on the homepage will have these three dots. If you click these three dots, it says, give us feedback on this article. Go ahead and click. I like this on any Benzinga article that you see on the homepage. What that tells Robin hood is that um, you're saying, hey, we get value out of seeing these Benzinga articles on the news feed. We have strong, actionable, fast news. Um, so in order to help more traders, more investors, we need to get more exposure on this homepage. So you can help us by just clicking that little thumbs up button. I'll zoom in a little bit so you guys can see better. So I see a Benzinga article from 20 minutes ago on the homepage on Robinhood about Starbucks. Uh, looks like some MKM partners. I don't even know who that is. Is that some investment firm? Yeah, sell side firm. I don't know. They like Starbucks. Here's why. Um, go ahead. Click click the like. Well, I don't know what I just did. Click the like. It helps us. Um, yeah. Be a big favor of us to ask you. We appreciate it. Um, and, and let us know if you find that. If you need help finding that feature, let me know. Email me. Shows at Benzinga.com. Thank you, Brando. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Let me bring up my my pro again. Back to the scanner tool. Looking at BBIG moving in the last couple minutes here. Up 2% here. What else do we see? I thought I just saw Neo take a bit of a dip. See, I love this because it it tells me what's, what's happening in real time. All right. I just saw Neo. Come across my my uh, radar. Nah, Neo's quiet. Neo's quiet. <sighs> this is literally what I do. I literally just look at the screen and I just scroll. And I, I look for themes, right? I look for names that I know, and then I look for like themes or like groups of of, of stocks that are in the same industry or whatever. Uh, you're on the movers tool right now? Nope, I'm on the scanner. Scanner. 
Benzinga Pro. What kind of filters do you have on? Uh, you can see them up on the screen there. So I have a few filters. Thanks for asking. I have a priced filter. I have priced, uh, I filtered out stocks that are below $3. I have a volume filter. I filtered out stocks that have an average daily volume over the last two weeks of less than 100,000 shares. And I have a market cap filter where I've filtered out all micro cap companies. Not that I'm against any of those. It's just for my purposes here on my laptop. I think it just creates a lot of noise. And I'm mostly looking for themes right now. I have another one on my desktop where I have fewer filters on. By the way, guys, if you want Benzinga Pro, get it for free for two weeks. Go to pro.benzinga.com. This is what the homepage looks like. Uh, you've got news feeds. You've got calendars. Watch list. Speaking of watch list, AB, how's our watch list doing for the week? Hey, look at that. We're up across the board in everything. You've got calendars, scanners, signals tool, the audio squawk. A ton of stuff in here. Check it out. Seriously, it is free for two weeks. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Can we go back to our watch list real but quick? You Spencer? may like it. What about the watch list? I want to I want to talk about some of these individual names in there. Palantir? Yeah, let's talk about Palantir. Okay. What about it? Let's see how it's doing. I'm sure it's up today, right? Everything is up today. Yep, Palantir is up nicely today, about 4.5%. So, again, we saw yesterday, we talked about this key level where we were at with Palantir. um, And and we want to see when a, a... Stock like this that's in kind of a sustained downtrend. When I say sustained, I'm talking about, uh, you know, a month or more. So if we're in a downtrend for more than a month, uh, we don't want to see one green day and go out there and say, oh, my God, here's a reversal and go out and buy it and try to catch that bottom. We want to see uh, multiple green days in a row, you know, maybe a weekly green candle showing just strength for that whole week that investors were coming in and buying Palantir at that price. Um, so so yesterday, Palantir was down. Today, it's up. We're going to want to go ahead and watch this again tomorrow. Uh, James is saying that $18 has been his buy zone. So, yeah, it's easy to kick yourself and say, oh, my God, I should have bought it yesterday because it's up 4.5% today. No, we're okay with that. Um, we just don't want to miss out on that rip all the way up back to previous highs. Um, and I'm not talking about all time because if we go back to January, Palantir was all the way at $35. That would not be my price target for a Palantir trade right now. It would be more in the $25, $26 level, like James said. So if I see Palantir continue to have strong days for the rest of this week, maybe break above $20, I want to buy it for that run up to $25. And from $20 to $25, that gives you about a 25% return. So not a bad trade at all if that ends up working out. Um, kind of the same story uh, with some other stocks on our watch list, Spencer. We talked about Baba. Uh, we want to see. Well, I just want to say on the Palantir thing, um, there's going to be a lot of stocks that have been punished this year that we're going to look back on in two years or three years and say, oh, my gosh, remember remember when AMD was at $10? Remember when NVIDIA was at, was at $50? I remember when Palantir was at 20 When was AMD at $10? When I started at Benzinga. Oh, no, AMD was at $1 when I started at Benzinga. <laughs> when I started at Benzinga, AMD was at a buck. 
Yeah, yeah. We don't like those penny stocks, Spencer. <laughs> uh, my point being, some of these are going to look amazing in hindsight. I'm not ready to throw Palantir into that category. I like trading Palantir because it's yeah. a good volatile stock. It's good. It's got good volume. Um, but I'm not sold on, like I guess, the long story, um, the long-term story of Ethereum. But, or of, uh, yeah, but the, the way I would play it is like I would have, if I was going to bet on that, a small position. And by small, I mean like no more than 5% of my portfolio. I would have it in Palantir. And hey, that's a lotto. If it hits, it hits. Great for me. If it doesn't, okay, it's 5%, whatever, right? And I have a, I have a few lottos. I've got cannabis. I consider that a lotto. I've got ARKW. That's a lotto. If they hit, they hit. If they don't, they don't. I'm um, seeing in the chat. Looks like Vinco Ventures BBIG is yeah. moving. Wow, breaking out up more than 25% on the day now. Uh, of course, this is a stock that we saw run wow. all the way up to $10 back in September. Currently trading at about $3.22, uh, but strong breakout for Vinco on the day. Spencer, can you do me a favor and pull up QuantumScape ticker QS as well? I think we should go ahead and add quantumscape to the watch list and i'll tell you why all right what do you want a qs this is a stock spencer that i think is worth having a tiny position in your portfolio because if the long-term story for quantumscape works out it's going to be a incredibly valuable company it's very high risk so there's a chance that uh, you know, I don't think they. they, they I don't think the company currently brings in anything in terms of sales or revenue. It's all kind of, uh, you know, technology that may be very, very valuable down the road when it comes to EV batteries. Um, but if QuantumScape accomplishes accomplishes what it is trying to accomplish as a company, I could easily see this being a, a 10x bagger. So to me, I, I have a few shares in my long term investment nice. portfolio, but it's not like. 10% or 20% of my portfolio or anything. Nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, I dig it. Um, but wait here, let me. That, that's not why I was going to say we should add it to our watch list. Okay. So you're looking at daily candles right here? Yeah, you want me to zoom in? I want you to zoom out first. Okay. So this is a stock that we saw run up crazy when we saw a bunch of other things run up back last january how did they get 130 yeah people because oh everyone wanted God. to buy everyone wanted to buy the growth uh the risky oh. stocks um so after we saw that high we saw a, a very long bottom um and then we saw it finally creep back up and it hit about i, I don't know i want to say 35 dollars. i'm just guessing right here where right there the, that high yeah oh that yep 40 something 40 something so we saw it get back up to 40 something and then sell off again i think just like palantir spencer if we see quantumscape have a couple good days in a row and right now it's showing relative strength it's outperforming the overall market it's outperforming the queues that we could easily see this come back up to 40 dollars and a 15 bucks on a on a 26 dollar stock that's uh you know more than uh, more than 50 percent gains Look, we have precedence for this move, right? Because we just we just had it a month ago, right? So we have precedence for for the stock to almost double. So this is not the worst setup here. I like it for a swing trade. Again, if and this is conditional, if we see a couple strong days in a row, I'm not. What going about to- this? What about? Because I've got. Oh shoot! Wait, I, I don't have my, my labels up. 
Um, I, I want to see which, indi- which indicator is which. Because I've got the 50-day and the 200-day. Come on. I don't even know how to... Whatever. The, 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 the light blue one, the shorter one, is the 50-day. No, it's not. It's the 200-day. Yeah, the dark blue is the 50-day. So here's what, here's what happens, right? If we get a crossover, Aaron, if the dark blue goes above the light blue... That would be that would be bullish time. Okay. That that might take a couple of days. Like that might be the same thing you're saying. It could be just be the same exact thing. It's like you know, fast forward two or three days here. Quantum scapes at 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 thirty. I don't know thirty. Maybe that coincides with, with the with the bullish crossover, and there's your buy signal. It could just be the same thing. I don't know why my indicator names aren't showing up. I, How's Amazon doing, by the way, on a day where there are some AWS? Uh, should be fine. Indicator, indicator values. Thank you. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, that's your 50, right? Okay, just making sure. Um, a firm bottomed. Patrick says, how is Amazon? Amazon should be fine. Amazon doesn't really move off of NWS stuff. Yeah, it's up 3%. That's at the high of the day. Netflix. No one is more enthusiastic about their stocks than Mark the Realtor. I love your enthusiasm, Mark. Netflix, Netflix. This is tough now, right? Because you've got you're sort of in no man's land. You had this huge move down over the course of a couple of days. Now we've bounced. I look for a trade. I don't really see. I I, I guess if you if you want to go long on Netflix here, the setup is you go long with the stop loss of. Today, what's today's open? Six nineteen. That's eight bucks. That's not terrible. We are hitting this key level right at three twenty-two that we were talking about in Nvidia earlier. Um, Let's set this up here. If we can't break through this level, then I'm going to be a little bit worried. If oh. we do break through that three twenty-two level, then I think, oh, looks like as I was speaking, we broke through it. Oh, and here comes the breakout. If I was going to go along on a Netflix trade here, I would stop myself out at oh. the open of the today slash the close of or slash the open or the high of was that Friday? Six, mm, not the high. Maybe the open six twenty two. I would probably want it to be tight because I'd be afraid we end up right back down at below 600 again, which we were there on Friday. I don't know. I don't really have a good feel for Netflix right now. You're watching NVIDIA? Yeah, we talked about this 322 level earlier and and that this would be an important uh, line in the sand that if we weren't able to get through this level, that it looked kind of toppy. If we are able to get through this level, then then we're looking at a breakout. 
Um, but I don't want to see it just get above the... I don't want to see it be in the 322s. I want to see it get all the way to 323 before then I have more conviction saying, okay, this, this can really break out to, uh, you know, 326 or higher. And we're at 322.47. I know, but it, yeah, so it looks like we could get this breakout here that I've, that I've been waiting for. All right, not bad, not bad. People still watching DWAC. Of course, DWAC had the news that uh, yeah. the company's being investigated, and it's up 10% today. So Yeah, I don't know. The trend is breaking down. Hex 214 Pony. Hold on there, Hex. Let's take a look. This is one I've wanted to call the... I've wanted to buy the dip in this, but I'm way too afraid. Oh, no. Smith. Did you give me a bad level? All right, that's okay. I forgive you. Way too afraid to buy this dip. I forgive you. See, this is, of course, the question. I just can't... I don't know. I guess Zillow did form a base there, but it's hard for me to get behind the idea that all of these stocks just bought them and that was it. That was, I don't know, man. I guess it was very painful. I, I, I can't chase. I can't chase. I can't. I can't do it. I can't chase any of these things up here. Anything that's up in the last two days that was down previously over the course of the last two weeks or in many cases longer, I can't. I'm sure Zillow was oversold, way oversold. Speaking of Zillow, what do you Can't. what do you guys think of uh, Airbnb? Mark's a realtor. Can't do it. I'm sorry. If that means I miss it, then I miss it. I just something would have to change fundamentally. Nothing has changed in the last two days, right? Eh. Nothing has changed in the last two days. Let me at least. Let's, let's at least do this. Next week is huge. We've got the Fed, and we've got options expiration. Let's just wait to see how these things shake out because I, I just can't be chasing all these stocks up here that have bottomed that have supposedly bottomed out in the last two days. Can't do it. Sorry. And hey, I could be wrong. That would suck for me. But. Seen too many false breakouts this year. I like Airbnb, Aaron. I'm long Airbnb. I'm long from, uh, I think, the one. Where am I long? I'm long from, like, uh, the 120s, I think, or the 140s. Somewhere in there. So you're actually long. You're not I'm actually. You I'm like actually long. Okay. Yeah. I like actually own the stock. I bought it. Uh, here, when did I buy it? Let's look here. I bought Airbnb positions. Fidelity signed me out. Thanks, Fidelity. Thank you. All right. My account's not looking, but I'm long from earlier this year, so I like it. You see how all you're asking is the bottom in? I don't, I don't know. Tesla calls. All right, Jordan Jackson. I I can get behind that, maybe. I, give, give, me, give me a little bit more. Sell, sell me a little bit on it. How high are we talking about here? Uh, you know yeah. what? There's an argument to be made that Tesla's just been been range bound. 
if you want to buy some calls up to the 11, what is that? The 1140s, 1150s? Not sure how much, how expensive those are. Ooh, Mark the Realtor's got leaps for $300 on Airbnb. When do those expire? Oh, nice. Make it a call. Mark the Realtor. Also, can you email us at, at shows at Benzinga.com? I want to I wanna talk to you about some side hustle. I might be looking to buy some property. 305, are you down there in Miami? Wow. I love it. He's putting his flag, put his foot in the ground, drawing a line in the sand. Insert cliche here. Airbnb at 300. I'm assuming at some point in the next 52 weeks. Checking on Netflix for Mark the Realtor, too. Oh, he Mark the Realtor did call a breakout. He said we'd see it above 630. It looks like we are breaking out, trying to get to that $630 range. Netflix up 2.5% today, up to 620, almost 629 a share. Um, of course, all-time highs on Netflix bring us up to nearly $700. Man, I'm tired. Uh, Dan K., Asking how to play GameStop earnings. Tonight, right? Uh, I believe or, it's or tomorrow, tomorrow after Tomorrow, close. tomorrow, you're right. Tomorrow. Honestly, Dan, Dan K., this is not Dude. just me uh, saying that. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't be very high conviction either way. My gut tells me that we could see GameStop move down after the earnings, which probably means it's going to go up. Um. Aubrey trades the same puts on GameStop. If I had to, if I had to trade it one way, I'd buy some like way out of the money puts, like maybe some hundred and thirty dollar puts that were very cheap. I'll say this about GameStop: I don't know what it's gonna do at like Wednesday afternoon, right? It reports Wednesday after the close, so Wednesday after that is anyone's guess. Is it gonna go up? Is it gonna go down? I don't know. But I will say this: I think GameStop moves on Thursday with the rest of the market. If the, so if the queues are higher on Thursday, GameStop is higher. If the queues are lower, GameStop is lower. Now, the caveat is I'm talking about higher or lower from the prior. I'm not, I'm not uh, including, like, the overnight session in that. So, like, there's a chance GameStop gaps down. There's a chance GameStop gaps up, right? But I'm saying Thursday during the day, it's going to move with the queues, I think. Growth goes higher. GameStop goes higher. Growth goes lower. GameStop goes lower. That's how I think GameStop will trade Thursday during the day. As far as what it does overnight after the report is anyone's guess. What did AMC do? Let's use that for some guidance here. That, we will see you guys on Friday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. 
increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.